All right, everybody, welcome. We're three brews in. This is episode lucky 13, I believe, or am I on 12? 12. 12. Sorry, my bad. So sorry, Justin. Yeah, take off one shoe for that one. Christ, <laughs> we're 20 <laughs> seconds in. You didn't know the number? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. I guess we're episode 12. All right, so as, uh, as our name implies, we are three brews in. We have drank three beers of my call this week. So we should probably crack our fourth. Gentlemen, Travis, are you... No, I'm ready. It's fresh. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> he crapped it. After he just got done bragging about, I'll never do that well, again. Well, you know what you have <laughs> to do then. All right. Three, two, one. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Well, all right. So this week we are uh, we're back. We're going to do a little bit of baseball stuff. We have some special guests we're going to talk about later on. We have some other topics that we're going to hit that we'll that we'll visit later. But we'll talk at first, right, about the the beer that we have. Yes. This is the um, the Fresh Coast Juicy Pale Ale from Three Sheeps Brewing from Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Sheboygan. Sheboygan. Yep. Uh, current home of, or at least in the uh, Sheboygan metro area, home of Ghost Royal. Oh, your brother's in Sheboygan now, right? What's his he... name? Jason. What do you call him? D uh, it, it involves a last name. I don't, yeah, I, I, I don't want to go there. It's his, well, bro his brother. No, no, I, I wasn't being a dick. I thought I missed something. Yeah, no, 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 that's fine. It's just a nickname I gave him. And oh, gave fair him enough. Ago. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. Um, isn't your brother like way more successful than you? Uh, yeah. What does he do? Uh, he's a, a chemist. At oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, I like hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah, so. How so, much does he make a year? Bait ball. You know what? I, I bet our salaries are pretty similar. Really? If not, mine is a little bit more. The thing is, I, I bet he would answer differently if we asked him. But if no, your parent, so. if you your so, parents well, had to okay. pick a favorite kid, where would you rate? Uh, no, actually, we've discussed this a lot. Okay. It's a it's a long standing uh, family joke that I'm the favorite, and my brother just sort of got the scrappings and everything. Where, which is the why age? Where Where are you at? I'm three years older than him. Your first kid. That does mean yep. something. Is it just the two of you? Just the two of us. Yeah, I can see that. It's a it's right a long standing joke, basically. Of uh, I got everything cool, and Jason never got anything because he was the least favorite of the two. Well, he got the brains. I mean, obviously, well, yeah, he's a chemist. Well, absolutely. No, I I won't. I he's way smarter than I am. I won't even. I won't bat an eye at that. Okay. All right. Well, <clears throat> we're we're three three into our juicy pale ale from from Three Sheep's Brewery, and it went down very good. We'll save our reviews for the end, but so far I'm I'm happy with with my selection. Um, but we do have to rate our beer from last week because for the second time we did not rate the beer last time, mostly because Travis had to run out of here we like a vapor trail to get to a prior engagement or something that, that he had call, to do. Call so. it what you want. I had to, to leave. Do you want me to, to start mm -hmm. given that? Um, I'll tell you what. I didn't think I would have to do this this soon. But And this is the milkshake porter. I'm well aware. Okay, but other people might not know this is the milkshake porter that we drank A line out, but still an out. I mean, I'll tell you why. It isn't hmm. comparing it to other porters um, because I have no doubt that it's a... a, a, a quality beer so that's a little bit contradictory but um, when you have to drink six seven eight of those things and six minimum 
uh, maybe a porter doesn't fit as much as other beers, so that isn't fair, right? So I, I get that going in. At the end of the day, um, I have had other porters, and I've liked them a little bit more. And then when you combine that with the, boy, you've got to throw a whole bunch down, um, it, it's a line out. It's one of those things that could have been a base hit. Maybe the shortstop made a, 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 a good snatch. <laughs> Come on. He's, that's a piece. All right, it took too long. So I, I was too long. Yeah, but at the end of the day, the batter's out. I just, um, I, I, I feel a little bit guilty because the beer that it's meant to be, a porter, it probably did pretty well or does pretty well with people that are beer snobs and know a lot about beer. So I, I give it an out only because I'm not a Porter fan. Is that fair or not? That's that's where I'm at. So we'll move on. It's your opinion. Does that it, be fair or not? Right, right. but you understand. Yeah. It's, right. if, if it's like an IPA. Like if you love, love IPAs like I do, and someone loves beer but they hate IPAs, and we throw an IPA out there, and you come in and say, you know what, it's an out because it's IP only, I'm a little bit like, hey, what's wrong with you? So I, I understand me saying that is, is a little snobbish, but I, I can't give it a hit because I didn't like it that much. Yeah, right? no, I, Maybe a little too chocolatey, too. I, I think what you're saying is that was a beer that hit into the shift. Like, it was a solid hit, but you were positioned where you were going to get that out, oh, meaning you are positioned to not like porters. You don't like oh, porters, that's a, so... That's a great look into it. Yeah, so I'm... I'm pretty close to you. I don't like porters very much either. What, what does a porter drinker look like? Can you even pick them out? I well, mean, I rare... mean, yeah. Look oh, coach, yeah, of course he does. I was trying to figure it out. What does he look like? That's right, a porter drinker. Well, yeah. if I had, if I were able to grow a beard, I'd have a beard, and then you could call me a porter drinker. Had some flannel on. Oh, yeah. shit, I'm, I'm picturing oh. it. I'm not liking what I'm seeing. No, I'm not. No. Right. So I'm not even so much liking you anymore, the more I think about it. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not saying... I'm a porter drinker. I'm oh. saying I would look like a porter drinker if I had a flannel and a beard on. Yeah, no, I could see that. Um, one, okay. of, one of my right. one of my former roommates after college named his first kid Porter. And I, I'm and, and, quite and that's certain. Fine, if you like it, you like it. It's yeah. Coke, Pepsi, Ford, Chevy. It's there's nothing wrong with porter beer. It's your taste. Yeah, I don't like. The taste as much as like five or six other types of beer. Right, and, and it's not raw. He could be very beer snobby-ish too. So I think that's uh, that guy? this guy. Yeah. So I think that's where that came from. Right. Like, right. So for for me, I, I guess I'm gonna give it a bloop single just because I I drank them just fine and I enjoyed them, but I'll never drink it again. Well, and, and, yeah. So you're you're not a whole ton different from me. No, no, a not at all. Versus a line out. Exactly right. right. And and by the way, there's still two of those left in my fridge. That's the first beer that we did. Boy, didn't I was drink dry. So. Can, can I take them, Josh? <laughs> my wife was really looking for a milkshake porter. Yeah. So no. <laughs> all right, uh, Justin. Fuck you, I'll take them. <laughs> well, then what are you weighing in? What, what? I, I you're you're at least a single, aren't you? I can predict it. I'm a double. Yeah. Oh, I, and it might and it might have been a double that was sort of a uh, an offline throw to the second baseman that um, isn't necessarily an error, but it wasn't like an accurate mm. throw. And and you slide in for the double. A good so, throw would have got him. A good throw would have got him. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so I you know what, porters are for me, I I, vote, I I rated it based on um, the day that we were talking about. It was cold. It was um, kind of disgusting out. 
if I sat down, I wasn't going to drink an IPA. I wasn't going to drink a lager. Um, this was like a porter type of day or like a red wine type of day. It, so, it was a porter day. So I yes. that's how I, I based it on mm -hmm. the totality of the circumstances of us drinking it. So, you know, on, on a hot summer day, that would have been a, a line out oh. or like a strikeout. Oh. Um, on any like yeah. typical yeah. fall day, that probably a single. But based on the day that it was, it was cold, it was rainy, it was disgusting. Um, a porter is a good drink to have at that time. And this wasn't like an 8.5 um, chewing your dinner type of porter. It was right. very much a drinkable porter. It was one that you could have multiple of without, um, you know, having to like throw up or shit yourself. Uh, I So it was a porter that you could drink multiple of given the, given the time of the day. I liked it. So I went with a double. Yeah. And I tried mm -hmm. to reach out to uh, Point Brewery, and they were snobby back to me. So. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. Let's move on. All right, I'm going to get this out of the way because I have to. Um, this is it's an experience that I had, something that... It's fantastic. Yeah, that I've been meaning to talk about for a while, so we'll get to it. So the other day, I'm I'm on my, my, my bike, which is sitting right behind Travis right now on this little trainer thing so I can ride inside. It was on my... <laughs> It was on my porch. It was on my porch at the time, and I was riding for about an hour, close to the end of my the end of my my workout. And when you get to the point where the end, where you're sort of in another zone, you're not really paying attention, whatever, sweating a lot. And I'm on the bike, and all of a sudden, I felt something crawling on the back of my head. It felt like significant, like there was something large that landed on my head and was now crawling down the back of it. So being in that, that mindset that I was in, you know, listening to music, really exhausted, I freaked out. And I hit myself in the back of the head. And I hit myself really hard. I mean really hard. You did. I knocked the, the headphones out of my ear, broke the, the little earpiece out of it, turned it inside out and knocked it across the room. Like I... The... The whole headset fell off my head, got wrapped up in the spokes of the bike, <laughs> and I jumped off. And I don't, I still, I don't know what it was. I think, I think it was sweat, but I don't know how it, like, I, whatever. I hit myself so hard that I was woozy for a little while afterwards. I may have given myself a minor concussion. Oh, just that's so cool! Just from something like. Dripping down the back of my head, I freaked out, and the the sound of it must have been phenomenal. Just the the whack on the back of my head, and I remember like getting out of the shower afterwards. I'm like, I don't feel that you're great. Still, you're still not right. Still not right. So <laughs> that God. So oh my goodness, there's a lot to unravel there. But <laughs> at the end of the day, you you overreacted. I completely overreacted right. and just. Full on donkey punched myself in the back of the head. An open hand. I'm it thinking. was an open hand. So right, something right. someone would do with like a June bug crawled on your head and. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The, but there uh, was no, there was no corpse. There was no like evidence of what it was. That's why I think it was just maybe a little bit of sweat that I overreacted to yeah. and just hauled off and blasted my earphones off my head and. Oh, I think we would all have paid to see it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> have you shared it? Have you shared it with your family? Have you told them what happened? Just Julie. What about your kid? Maybe no. They <laughs> no, they shouldn't. They're getting at an age where they're going to take that to school, you know. Well, and they would. They would right. be a little bit worried that dad was 
scrambled before, before his, you know if they're talking to a counselor and you're gonna maybe get that uh, that non-accusatory call. Is everything Josh, okay? Josh, I, yeah. don't, I don't think your kids are too worried about brain scrambling after that movie incident. <laughs> no. So, well, no. for for those, yeah, yeah, you uh, you made an impact. On them there. Yeah, so uh, they don't need to well, know. Well, thank God you were there to protect them when the map head was in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, well. So so when I saw this uh, this line on the itinerary, this was not the cycling experience <laughs> that I thought you were going to tell. Do, do you have a different one that you... Uh, that your, your, I thought it was your bike, oh, bike experience on the bike trail. Should I tell that really fast? Yeah, I think you should because I think that one's be even better. Okay, so I'm, I'm out on the bike trail maybe a year and a half ago. On going like on Galloway Street up the bike trail north toward Lake Halley. And I happened to see well in front of me was um, a gal on a bike. A and beautiful young lady. It's one of those those girls you can tell even from behind with just her hair that, that this is an attractive girl. Like this yeah. real long curly black, yeah. like, wow, cool. <laughs> so I'm, I'm back there. I'm like, I'm steadily gaining on her. Like I'm going to pass her eventually. And, and so I did. And I tried very hard, you know, to keep some eye discipline and just move past and just, so I, I moved significantly on and I got to the point on the bike trail where I stop and, and turn around. So I get to that point, turn around the bike trail and it happens to be a heavily wooded area. Like it's, you can't see the road or anything oh boy, from yeah. this, from this spot. Yeah, danger, and I, danger. Yeah. And, I, and I look <laughs> and here, and here she's still coming at me. I'm thinking, Oh God, she's going to like, think that I'm <laughs> some weirdo or whatever. And I, so I, I, and I don't know why I did this. I, as she's coming toward me within, well, with an eye shot on me, I look back over my shoulder to see if anyone else is coming, which to her <laughs> oh, yeah. would look oh, like yeah. this psychopath just like <laughs> passed me. Now we found a heavily wooded area looking oh, around yeah, and looking around for witnesses. And, oh, nice. And I just like put my head, I'm like not making eye contact. I'm like, son of a bitch. And I put my head down and she right. goes past and I just like, yeah, so I couldn't have felt more creepy. Did you, did you make any even subtle eye contact to determine whether or not she looked scared? No, God, no, no, no. I, I was, no, I was there's face a, down. No. There's a person oh. that you guys work with and I used to work with that has the best, best story ever that's similar to that, that he would have to tell. So it's a teaser, but... Okay. Holy shit. Okay, yeah. No, and I mean, but but just even even without her screaming rape or something, it's still a great story because I can imagine how you felt and how she felt. It's oh, just like man. the. I mean, right. Was there part of you that just wanted to like race the other way to prove you weren't a bad horrible? Person? Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> I because I think that's what I would. I'm I'm fine. I'm just yeah. Right. Just you, start you seeing know, news stories of creepy uh, creepy bicyclists on the bike trail that's uh, trying to molest your uh, well uh, you, girlfriend. Yeah, and you know she may have gone home to like you know on Craigslist a beware of uh, oh, <laughs> some weird. She might have reported you to the cops yeah. for all you know. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was... An open case. She go back and look at uh, look, looking for a man with a small wiener. <laughs> <laughs> she, she is a on the bike trail. I can tell because jeez. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So. Well, that was a good one too. Thanks, Josh. I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. That that's right. where I thought. I think we I think we can relate to that kind of story. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right, uh, let's go into a little bit of baseball stuff. The World Series is over. It is uh, over. The Dodgers won. The Dodgers won. So, <laughs> realistically, the Dodgers were the best team going into the season. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I think you can look at this as yeah. if if they played 162 games, 
I don't doubt that this would have been the outcome anyway. Right. Yes, I, I, I totally, because you got the two number one seeds. Right. Which, thank goodness you did, because yeah. yep. some weird matchup would have just been... Had the Marlins and the Reds made the World Series like we were all sort of hoping for, the Re- or the Rays and the Reds, and yeah, yeah that would have been bad news for everyone. And so we, we have to talk about the last game. <laughs> and and Brett Phillips? Can, no, oh, no, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll hit on Brett Phillips for sure, but the last game, did you watch the last game? I did, I no. Okay. Oh. So, uh, um, Blake Snell, Blake Snell was pitching in, in game six and the, the Rays needed that to win, obviously. So he threw, I think 73 pitches. He pitched five and a third inning. It was in the sixth inning, one out. One out. And he had just given up his second hit for the game. His second hit. And he had struck out nine, no walks and given up two hits. That was his second. That hit. was a second that was hit. The second hit he gave up. And the top seventy-five of the, pitches. Seventy-five pitches. Thanks. And the top of the order was coming up. So Mookie Betts was coming up, the, the right-hander, who he had struck out twice already. So Kevin Cash, the manager of the Rays, says, "You're done. You're done. Come in, whatever the fuck his name was, Peterson uh, Robinson. No, um, he's from Brainerd. He's from Minnesota. Yeah. What's his name? Oh um, shit, I don't." Anderson, Nick Anderson, Anderson, Nick Anderson. Anderson. Yep, who's I been who's been very good in the regular season, but his playoff stance—he had given up a run in each one of his last six appearances. Right, brought him in. Bad, bad streak in the playoffs. Yeah, brings him in. Mookie Best land doubles, mm-hmm. then a wild pitch, then a fielder's choice, and yep. the Rays are behind. And then, the, yeah, the Dodgers took the lead two-one. Uh, you know what? I, I'm glad you brought this up now because I I was going to touch on this a little bit later. That pisses me off beyond any sort of belief because the overmanagement that occurred, and you, you use the term overmanagement, and, and um, the, the looking at the statistics, the sabermetrics, this person should play well against this other person because the stats say so, uh, is complete bullshit when you're in the game. I'm okay with you creating your your lineup, your lineup that day, based on pitching matchups and out, you know what what is going to give you the best chance to win. But once you start that game, you need to go off of what you're seeing on the field, right? The what the what is going on, and not your little nerd book that you know. Uh, ultimately cost the Rays the World Series. It, it did, and and it's a blind adherence. To your pregame strategy, right? Like he can't go through more than two two line can't go through the lineup more than twice, which he dom completely dominated, completely dominated, completely dominated <clears throat> and is at a low pitch count, and it's only the sixth inning for God's sakes. Right. So he's got a low pitch count. He's only given up two hits. He's had how many strikeouts? Nine. Nine. Nine strikeouts. He has pitched well. What's the worst thing that happens? He gives up hits and scores runs. Which is what happened. It's exactly anyway. what happened. So you give the guy who's got a hot hand a chance to, you know, take this into the eighth inning, seventh inning, maybe even finish out that inning. You give him that opportunity when he's pitching the shit out of the ball, and not, you know, the the stupid ass sabermetrics. Oh, he's uh, he's reached his uh, 18th, 19th batter, Mookie Betts. 
uh, has a .3796% chance of being able to hit a home run off of him. Let's change. Right. And and, and Blake Snell, justifiably so, was oh, pissed. Oh, he was pissed. Like, he's throwing F-bombs as he walks off the mound because, yep. God, how he clearly felt really good. Yep. And it's, uh, so, it, it struck me as the equivalent of a football coach who says, okay, in the first uh, three... Like in the first three quarters, we're going to run the ball up the gut. We're going to run it up the gut, bring this, make their safeties come in, mm-hmm. make them have a nine-man box, and then we're going to throw the ball down the field. He said box. He said box. Thank you. And then, so, you keep running the ball, keep running the ball, and it's still working, still working, still working, still working. And then, well, now we have to throw the ball mm-hmm. because we said we're going to. Well, wait, they're not bringing everyone in. We're still running the ball. Let's huck it down the field and then throw an interception. It's Holy like, shit. why would you? I just had an epiphany. Okay. Kevin Cash is the baseball equivalent of Mike McCarthy. Oh. Um, yes and yes. Nice, coach. Yeah. It's a, it's a yes. Right. Holy shit. I'm right. done. I'm done. All right. right. Yeah, no. Let's end it there. Yeah. <laughs> right, thanks, everyone. Thanks everyone. for having uh, us. Have a good night. It's a good beer. <laughs> Yeah, so Brett Phillips. Bro, I mean, yeah. No, wow. it, it, it was bad. It, 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 was, it bad. was really bad. It will it will live forever. Well, he said that's going to be a forever stay. The, the second it, it that Snell came out of the game, you knew that they were going to lose. They weren't going to get to a game seven. So I, I didn't see it, so it wasn't one of those feels that it's like, okay, it's not hindsight, but you knew it at the time. Yes, yes. absolutely, 100%. Right. And it, isn't that amazing how you're usually 90% right on that? And Whether even, it be baseball, football, whatever, it's just some stuff is just like, boy. I see this. The world sees it. Why doesn't the manager? So, have so I have, so. you know, when I had this opinion, when when you sent the text message, I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, fuck, is it just me? Is it just, you know, Josh and I thinking this? I went to Twitter, and oh. Twitter blew up immediately about all of the negative reaction. Taken it, okay. It'll go down as the, uh, you remember the Gravy Little situation when he took out Pedro Martinez? Boston, Boston, or I'm yeah. sorry, not took him out, but left him in for yes. another inning. Yep. And, and it's cost the op- them. It's the opposite. Yes, it's oh. the exact opposite. Grady was like 102 at the time. Wasn't yeah, he was. Yeah. Good baseball man, but maybe yeah. uh, not, yeah. not the best strategist. But okay. Yeah. Hey, talk about old person Tony Larusa just got hired. For where? where? The White Sox. The White Sox. Have you, ever, have you ever seen his field test? By the way, video. Yes. His OWI field oh, test. Oh, fantastic! It's really fantastic. good. I mean, there's obviously nothing funny about it. But watching Tony Larusa do the alphabet. Mm-hmm. He would have been much, 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 much better. To say, officer, I just don't want to oh, do right. what you have to do. Yep. He went, a, and I'm not doing it justice because there's nothing I could do. Nope. But he took that alphabet to somewhere no one. I, <laughs> I, I have a little bit of background in hearing that alphabet, and I've never heard that alphabet like Tony oh. Larusa did it ever. Tony Larusa is 76 years old. 76. At the time, he was probably 66. And let's yeah. see. Okay. Oh. Yep. All right. So. Brett Phillips? Brett Phillips. Love Brett Phillips. Good for Brett Phillips. You know what? When when he came to bat, I was hoping that he would make contact with the ball, do something good. Just because Brett Phillips deserves a national spotlight to show what a great kid he is. Yeah. And I, I didn't see it. I was asleep. But oh, I watched it. It was fantastic. I yelled. I'm sure my neighbor heard it. Good. I'm 100% sure. Well, and, and it makes it even better that he's a Tampa Bay native. Yes. And is yep. maybe one of the only MLB players who grew up a Rays fan. <laughs> like, right. How, how many right. of those are there? Uh, 
No, none. Yeah, there's people who live in Tampa that don't know they have a pro team. Right. Yeah, and he's what maybe their fifth outfielder. He, you know, they're just like was, scraping yeah, the bottom was, of the barrel. He was the point. last person on the bench. He was the the, the very oh, really? last, the 28th person to be able to get in the game. Wonderful. He was oh, the yeah. very last one. They couldn't pinch hit for him if they wanted to because he was the last guy on the bench. Oh. You know, there there wasn't a pitcher available to hit for him if right. they wanted to. He was the last guy. And you know what happened after he hit, made that hit? The 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 comedy of errors, just the booing well, the ball the all whole, over. like big mess. But uh, he ends up. You know, getting to second base after uh, after the throwing error and the last and the winning run scores, he does this like airplane flying thing out in the outfield. <laughs> but he gets so worked up, he gets so excited, he runs around so much that he has like a, a hyperventilation attack, like a a, what? a severe like a panic attack type thing, mm-hmm. where he needed to get an IV in the dugout to be able to calm him down, no to shit. calm his breathing down, to calm his diaphragm down, so that he could, like, talk. They they oh, had to wait like him. They had to wait, like, 15 minutes to be able to give him an uh, interview after the game because he needed to, like, come down off of that. Oh, good for him. Fantastic. It's, like, every little leaguer's dream to hit the game-winning, a game-winning hit in a World Series. Yeah. Well, oh, and, that's awesome. And it was a world or a Little League type of play. It really was. Where the it ball's was. going all over the place. And, and what's, you know, as bad as defense or whatever as it, as it was, mm-hmm. how exciting is that when the ball is just, like, bouncing off gloves? Absolutely. and I literally, literally had a dream last night that wasn't this but it had to do like somehow Barry Bonds was in a hot box rundown between right and, and it had it related to this because I'm thinking about just like how dreams go right, but it's like crazy. At yeah. the very least, he ties the game with his hit. Yeah. And it yeah. turns into the game winner. Yeah. And the dude falls down on yes. the way to home plate. Yeah. And he like falls barrel down, rolls. Barrel and then... rolls. Somehow he's going to get into a rundown, but it gets knocked away from the catcher. Or the catcher like biffs it and goes into yeah. uh, off to the right. He on his knees like dies at home plate. It was fantastic. And at that, at, that's the point when you thought, well, the the Rays are destined to win. Yes. And then Kevin Cash steps in and, and goes, Kevin no, Cash, <laughs> and his no we're good. You know what? Uh, I hope he never wins a World Series in his career. No, he, he doesn't deserve to after he that. He shouldn't after that. That was just blah. well, whatever. All right. Moving on, yes. Travis, you have some. Do you want to well, uh, talk I've about our really, guests? I've got something really, uh, really cool, and it's going to be something um, that we revisit uh, throughout the uh, podcast here. So I've got Denny of the Denny and Troy stories, and um, if you're a brand new person, um, you will um, you will not know this, but um, I think the background that I give is very important. So our guest today is Denny Jensen. Denny Jensen is the father of my best friend and is pretty much a dad to me. And Denny um, brings a lot to this, not just the, um, not just you know being the subject of a couple of the brewery stories that I think we will probably touch on, but um, something that we call the clicker. And I'm going to explain the clicker briefly, um, but we're also going to have. Um, Denny, we're going to either touch on one or two of the brewery stories uh, that uh, we have talked about in earlier episodes. We'll see how time goes. And Denny was also nice enough to um, volunteer to participate in our in our who do who you'd want to have a beer with. So he's got a couple names there. Oh, good. So, yeah, I think that'll that'll be wonderful. So 
a little bit of background and and you know when when you've known someone um, as long as I've known Danny and as close as I am to Danny as you might imagine there's tons and tons of stuff but I'll just uh, we'll, we'll keep it to this the, the super fun stuff here so we are driving down to Kansas City last year in October for a Kansas City Chiefs Packers game at Arrowhead and I'm with um, uh, my best friend Troy and his son Max and Denny. So it's just the four of us. We got three generations of Jensen's and and you know I'm the odd man out. And Toby Keith's song comes on. Everybody's heard it um, beers ago, right? And it changes from 1,452 beers ago to 15. Before you know it, I think they peak at something like 1,700. Who knows? And we're sober at the time, totally sober, not even drinking in the car, maybe because the, the kid was with us. Well, it was a long drive. It's a long damn drive. No, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, a sober drive, that's not maybe something we're terribly used to. But we got to thinking, it's like, son of a bitch, how long does it take to drink that many? And it, the number seems huge, right? So before you know it, I'm on Amazon. I'm ordering this little clicker that you would have for like a sporting event where you click the number of people that come into a high school football game that recycles at 999. And by the time we got back from Kansas City, um, you know, we it was basically, Denny, we're going to do November 1st, 2019 through October 31st, 2020. Well, we're two days away from that. And um, we wanted to know how many beers and or drinks, almost all beers that Denny had in that year. And uh, first of all, welcome, Denny. Thank you. Thank no, you. It, it, great it's, to be here. No, it's great to have you, you on several levels. Let's just start with this. Where's the clicker at? That, so the my number. pocket. So my pocket. Oh, you are a sharp one. So yeah, <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you pull that out? It's something that, and, and, it's, and that's probably a good point to start. When you go out, whether you're with your wife or whatever, <laughs> you bring that, don't I'll you? Listen. It, uh, first of all, uh, to back up a little bit, you know, it started out as we started trying to figure this out in our head. 1,452 beers. How long does it take? Okay, oh, okay, cool. That's a great line in a song, you know. Well, how long is it, actually? <laughs> it can't be that. Toby about, Keith makes it sound, damn, sound like five years. Long. I mean, was it like six months or <laughs> seven months or what is it? You know? So we started thinking, you know, you know, we're talking back and forth and way down there and Travis says, well, you know, hey, I'll get you a clicker. I said, yeah, sure you will. I'll be damned if you do. Of course he did. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're at 1,890 right now. So, Holy balls. Uh, For those that want to do the math on 1,890 <laughs> and 363 days, well, yes. You know, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, first of all, this is cool as, cool as hell. Sure. You know? But... Right. You know, now I'm a little selective who I tell. I mean, they might check me into some kind of goddamn uh, alcohol. Yeah, five point two zero beers a day. Yeah, but well, so I mean, it's not like you drink every day. I mean, just make up for it on Friday. <laughs> you don't drink Monday through Thursday. Well, Thursday well, you do. Obviously, yeah, that's golf day. Obviously, you do it Thursday. Thursday. It's just one of those things. And it's, uh, no, I mean, I, I think what you want to make clear is for the people that maybe think you're irresponsible or have a problem, but you do have zero days and then ten beer days. Well, it's I not have, like five beers every day. I have, you know, you quite a few. That. I have like six zero days a month, easy. You know, oh. just an estimate. I don't oh, track okay. it. I do the clicker. And uh, 
That's more than I. That's more zero beer days than I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Right. And 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 what Denny has to factor in, and that maybe not everybody has to factor in, is that he is retired. There is a Packer season. There is a golf season. There's a COVID season. There are so many things working against someone that doesn't want to drink. I don't think it's fair to think <laughs> that number is high. Well, I, I got to tell well, you something. Well, Denny, what's your number right now? You know, shit. It's hard to keep driving. One eight nine zero. And he's got two days. And, Denny, two tell days. us about the next two days. Tomorrow and Saturday. If you take six days off a month, that's how many it is per day that you drink. See, the last is, that's probably for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to start drinking tea for Christ's sake. Anyway. I, so, yeah. I mean, obviously, well, there, there's a year's we, worth of memories. But, a, it was a challenge. I've always liked challenges. Uh, I'm not going to do it again next year. <laughs> you know, you start, you know how it is. You yeah. know, you want to beat the previous, you know, the set mark. Huh? And the last thing I need to do is go for 2,000 beers. Oh. Uh, my oh. wife had divorced me. What well, mad? Second time, maybe. Maybe you should. <laughs> but anyway. Hey, Justin, can you wait? <laughs> I can do wait. a podcast right now, can I? She'll never hear this, right? Uh, no. <laughs> Anyway, so what's um <laughs> so your next uh, two days? Obviously, we're having a couple tonight. But what is your Friday and Saturday? Well, Friday's like? always you know a drinking day. I okay. sit around with my lovely wife, you know, who I've been married to for fifty four years. It's a long damn time. Oh, uh, unbelievable how she stuck around. So yeah, if if anybody is wondering, um, Denny's seventy two. Seventy-three and about a no. Yeah. Okay. So no. no he, he's, well, thank he's, you, he, he's a very good-looking man. So uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Denny was very promiscuous, as was his wife at a young age. So they had their first. My day. wife was. Well, she's your age. How do you right? know she was promiscuous? Well, she had sex with you like seventeen and yeah, a half. Yeah, that's not. If it's with me, it's not promiscuous. No, it's just like she almost had to. Oh, <laughs> anyway, you, I mean, I mean, but okay. no, you're, what? you were a young father. I mean, it, it just math tells yeah, you, you yeah. had a son yeah. when you were 18, I think she was young. pregnant at eight. Yeah. So my friend Troy was your second kid and yep. that was when you were 20. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. That's when Travis showed up <laughs> 20 years old and he's best friends of my at the time, what, seven-year-old son? Well, he was two. I mean, you weren't. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> anyway, so, I mean, we, 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 have, a, we, have, we have a lot of history here, and, and there's so much that, you know. Um, but, uh, yes, so we've got, we're going to have you back, um, Danny, obviously, for more here. But I just wanted to lay the groundwork and what you've accomplished. And I would just like to, to, to say on, on several levels, um, that what you've done this year is is impressive, but I think the most impressive thing is you didn't change what you did. You didn't try to go for a number. This is just really your. This could have been 2016, 17, 18. Well, and I think that's you're yeah. a true American. You're you a know, true patriot. Be, and 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 be totally honest. I mean, I went back and forth with that. Is I didn't want to turn this into a a goal. I mean, it's kind of a catch-22, right? Right. right. See, okay, you're you, wanna, you you're, want to do well, you're red but you don't want to be credit for the world's yeah. biggest drop. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a middle I mean, ground there somewhere. You are not yeah. the biggest. I mean, you I mean, you dress yourself. You. Yeah, I do. I do. You, you take six look, days you off. You look to be well-nourished. I no, shower I mean, sometimes. Stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Denny, we will be back to you before you know it, but I just wanted to kind of introduce you to everybody. Yeah. And... Um, 
thank you so much for being. Any questions for Danny before we get going, or? I, so, are, are are you checking it like as you go? Like, hey, it's a Friday night. Like, where am I at? Ooh, I'm a little hot. Or, or is it just no? I'm just gonna drink. I'm gonna click, and that's it. Well, to be honest with you, Josh, yeah. Sometimes you actually look at it, and that's what bothers me. You look mm. at, okay, oh shit, I'm at fourteen hundred fifty-six. Well, you might as well make it fifty-seven. You know that kind of. <laughs> so, give me another round, Barkeep. <laughs> Barkeep? Yeah. What are you, 100? Barkeep, more libation. I think Coach has a story about the Barkeep. You know, I mean, no, so there is some of that. Sure. That's why I'm not going to do it another year. Because, you know, I want to live to be 75. Well, I I think the challenge now should be Travis, next year you need to do this. Oh, Oh, love it. Love it. Yeah. You might beat my record. I think I, I think I, so. I, I would do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to do it. When you I, end. You're on. Why don't you just that's hand the cl- why don't you just hand the clicker up? See, I no. have a, I have a room in my basement. It's well, not can I get a, a different clicker? clicker? I'll get a different clicker. Different yeah. clicker. Get a different clicker. Cheap, different clicker. So yeah. Well, because you need to take that clicker that you have and, and put that in a shutter down and put it in down. Frame it up. Put a sticker on it. Twenty twenty. This is your time. You hang it up. So 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 just to finish, his Saturday is actually going to involve me, and it was going to involve me regardless of whether it. Oh, by the way, the thirty first falls on a Saturday in a white tail golf in Colfax. Halloween. You can't make it up. So, uh, so um, Saturday morning at eleven, Denny and I are in a four-man scramble at at um, well at his golf course, and that is where he has given me permission. He did it after like six beers, so yeah. maybe he'll rescind it. <laughs> but he has given me permission to take the mic. At it was there. after eighteen hundred ninety beers. <laughs> at eighteen hundred and ninety, he said, "Hey, feel free to tell all my golfing cohorts about this because not everybody knows about the clicker." And like I said before, it's it's you know he's got to haul it out of his pants, and if you, I mean, that's he, just he, awkward that's when what you she say, said. "Haul it out of your pants." I mean, nobody should say that uh, in public. I mean, without getting arrested, you guys should know that, right? I mean, you guys should know that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, see, see, the, the lewd and lascivious statutes didn't exist when Denny was a youngster. Maybe that's a good thing <laughs> because a lot of what he did came under the quote-unquote disorderly conduct statutes. Yeah. Well, if, if you okay. announce that at a golf tournament, there might be a lot of like younger people who want who go, "Oh my God, what a great idea!" I'll tell yes. you what, you're you're gonna have some you're gonna have some millennials that think they can do it, but they won't because they'll they'll be like. Three white claws in and say, "No, this is this is real. This is this is veteran status type yeah. of stuff." And I, I want to emphasize, and this is good or bad, depending on how you look at it. But this has this is not a I'm going to go nuts. This is just pretty. This is a pretty accurate thing for yeah. Denny's last several years. For for you to be able to beat this on any given like just a millennial wants to a millennial wants to go ahead and just. And take this over. I, I did nineteen hundred, assuming just just saying nineteen hundred right. is is a, a round. And he's going to be more like nineteen twenty probably. Right, right. So at that point, if any millennial thinks, yeah, I can go ahead and do that. No, they can't. Mm-mm. There you is not to, one piss smelling millennial that can it's do that. Five and a half beers a day, every day for an entire year. Yeah. You have to go six brews in on a daily <laughs> basis to be able to beat that. But right? again, he has some zero dates. 
Yeah, right. that's, that's yes. the zero days. So you can't have day. if if you're going five and a half beers a day, you can't have a zero day. Yeah. When you well, no, when you, you can if you're willing to do twelve to sixteen. If you're willing to do twelve to sixteen. And those millennials, millennials can't do that. Can't, they they, they, can't, they, they can't they can't stick in a job for more than two years. They can't <laughs> work an entire eight hour well, shift. And try the, try to ask them to have more than twelve drinks. No way. Well, no. and then and they'll start talking about being bloated and not yeah. feeling comfortable. And, 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 and they're going to they're going to be in a, they're going to be in a safe place <laughs> while Denny's out with with his six Budweiser of the yeah. you know, they're going to the, the front asking, nine. They'll yeah. be asking for their paperclip and Bernie Sanders pretty quick. Yeah. Very good. Thank you, coach. And and then then to keep an accurate record of it. Yes. That, yeah. That, that should that's be. The, that you know what? That's be, the most impressive part. Yeah. You that, know, listen. I actually didn't do anything different. I mean, it wasn't a great. You know, maybe there was like a every once in a while two percent factor in there where I said, okay, go the extra mile and mm -hmm. have an extra drink. Right. But it usually it's just kind of a normal run. It didn't yeah. take a clicker usually to twist your arm, Denny. <laughs> I've never been one to <clears throat> turn down a drink. Yeah. Usually. Nice. Well, I can't think of a time. I <laughs> Denny, thank you so very much. We'll be back to you sooner than you maybe want us to. So. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, of course. All right, let's go on to one of our special topics. topics. Yes. Why don't we do... What do you guys want to do? Your mom. Ha! <laughs> Jesus. Damn it. Well, how about uh, Dushor? Dushor it out there. Yes. Funny. Is that okay? Yes. Dushor yeah, I think I have a good one here. Justin, you seem... Yeah. I I still, so I, I have a mini douche and a big douche award for this week. Okay. And so the the thing is... I is have that for like a normal woman and a big, fat, ugly woman? or? No, it's for I, no, I just, a very... I don't know a lot about a, douches. A heavy, a heavy yeah. load and a, and a slightly less load. Okay. So but I can't. I can't. Nobody save. knows more about feminine hygiene than Coach there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I can't. I can't save either one of these for another episode because okay. it ages. It'll age poorly. Oh, oh so this is, this is recent. Stuff? So it's recent stuff. Oh, it's good. Here. Okay. Good. Uh, my first. My it's the mini douche, but my first douche of the ward is Rob Manfred. So when oh. he was giving the uh, World Series trophy to the Dodgers. And the fans, all 20% capacity of them, started booing. Yeah. He legitimately looked like he was about to cry. Yes. Like, like this was a shock to him that Major League Baseball fans hate him. Yeah. Rob Manfred, what the fuck did you do all summer to, to think that you were endeared to baseball fans? No, you completely ruined the game this summer. You brought this to the brink of not being able to have a 2020 season and yep. then fucking with everybody and turning it from a 112-game season to a 30-game season to finally a 60-game season where you just tinkered with everything that you possibly could and made this a laughing stock. Rob Manfred, if you don't think that the MLB fans hate you, uh, you're living in some sort of la-la land that I only think that millennials live in. Yeah, and um, from all the like Express players and whatnot that I follow on Twitter and, and mm -hmm. keep a tab on, they all just hate him. And, yeah. and it, they're not MLB players at all, but they just hate what he's done. What he's done. And the the one thing that, that I always remember about Manfred is when he was defending like his investigation of the Astros or, or whatever when they yeah. got to keep their title, and he 
He said about the trophy, well, it's just a piece of metal. Right. Yeah, it's just a piece of metal. No, fuck off. Come on. There is no way that the Lombardi trophy is just a piece of metal. You don't talk about right. the, one of the country's oldest games and say, ooh, this is just a piece of metal. Talk to the Yankees about just that piece of metal. Talk to the Dodgers that just won it after since 1988, so 32 years. Talk to the Dodgers about that just being a piece of metal. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, man. and and as as much as everyone can can hate on Roger Goodell and and rightly so, right? He at least leans into it and sort of oh, enjoys being the villain. It's like, yeah, yep. you know, whatever. I don't care. But if Manfred is going to act like all stunned that people I, are upset at him, he legitimately on. paused and was in shock that people were booing him. That yeah, that that Why? that that's tone deaf. Right. Yes. Good. Yes. So, you have a major douche? Yeah, I have a major douche. Justin Turner. <laughs> Justin Turner. Yeah. Tests. I'm so glad I had a backup because... He's, yeah. he's on He's on a lot of lists. Justin Turner tested positive for COVID, was pulled in the second or third uh, inning. Seventh or sixth? No, it was early in the game. Are you sure? Yeah. Positive. Ooh. It was... It was Snell was still pitching. Oh, no. No, it was the sixth. Yeah. It was the sixth yeah. because he was third up. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Justin Turner was pulled in the sixth inning because... He had a test that showed up positive. They rushed his second, yep. and that was positive as well. So per protocols, he was pulled from the game. Where did we see Justin Turner after the game? Right he, in the middle of the celebration. Right in the middle of the celebration. So he was wearing a mask for like, I don't know, the first 6% of that celebration. Yeah. And then he rips it off. And then he hugs a whole bunch of the players' girlfriends' wives. Um, he kisses his girlfriend or wife. 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 I don't Yeah. Um, he's sitting there grabbing onto this trophy. And you know what? It, whatever you believe about COVID, whatever you believe about um, uh, the, the uh, getting lethality sick and the lethality of, it, of yeah. it, you know what? People still get sick from it. Intensive care units in the country are still overwhelmed with patients that have negative effects to it. And for you to not only disregard the protocol of um, just being a good person, but also the protocol of Major League Baseball and saying, if you test positive, you need to isolate and you can't quarantine and you need, can't be around anybody else. And then to rip off the mask because everybody wants to see your shining, smiley face uh, for photographs, fuck off. Yeah. That, good. That's good. No one would have faulted him or thought less of him for wearing a mask no. during the celebration. You know what? And he won the World Series. And that get is a once out there a and do thing. it. You know what? I don't care if you get out of the the, the or out of the, the locker room and you're wearing a mask and you're going around and you keep your mask on. But the second you can tell it, the, the the video of it when he's sitting down for a photograph with everybody and people are pulling off their masks and he says, oh, okay, I'm going to rip this off too like it's an annoyance. Yeah. No, no. You're not You're not a, a, a negative player. You're not somebody who was tested and said, no, you do not have a virus. Mm-hmm. You were pulled out of the fucking game because they said you tested positive right. twice yeah. for COVID. You have it. Yeah. You have it. This isn't like a hypothetical, you could spread it to somebody and not be symptomatic. No, you have it. You have it. Yeah. Good. Travis, where do you want me to go? Go ahead. All right. My douche of the week. And it's not douche of the week. It's just going back in history. It might be on the Mount Rushmore of douches. Is Grayson Allen. 
Oh, oh, oh yes. Oh, oh, God. This is so good. Why haven't I come up with it? Oh, yeah. Excellent job. I felt bad that I didn't think of this the second we brought up this award. Oh, wow. My goodness. Perfect. Grayson Allen. All three of us. It should have been oh, yeah. the top five. Oh, yeah. Right. The Duke player who has some sort of fetish with tripping, tripping. people on a basketball court. Now, yes. let's even go beyond that a little bit. Right. He, come, right. He's obviously just an asshole and a dirty player. He let's is. go to the time when he wigged out on the bench and threw a temper tantrum. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. Okay? That, what that showed me is not only is that guy a complete asshole and douchebag, yes. there is legit something wrong with him. Oh, like, he's yes. got a problem. And if you talk about the most punchable faces in all of the sports, Grayson right Allen there. leads... <laughs> him Dan, yes. him, and Danny Ainge in the history of the sport. Yeah. And, and, and that's not... That's not beat around the bush. Uh, bush. <laughs> all right, I waited. His name is Grayson. God yeah. damn yes. it. Anybody that names a kid Grayson and raises a Grayson is likely to raise a child to become the prick that he became. Right. Agreed. That's and not an accident. You didn't name that kid Doug. You named him Grayson. <laughs> yes. And what the fuck do you expect other than a opposing player tripping prick? Yes. Who attends Duke? Who attends, oh, who attends Duke? Duke? Yeah, by the way. Not like Georgia he, Southern or Southern go to Arizona, go to Arizona or Kentucky. And if anybody wants Duke. to see Duke. highlights, because this was probably three or four years ago since I've seen it, but Google Grace Nallon tripping. It is not a one. It's not a whatever. He is a really dirty player that happens to be a really good basketball player. Was. Right. I don't know, where is he at now? I don't give a shit. I believe he got drafted maybe by the Jazz and went into, into their B-League. Yeah. I, I don't know. But, again, I, you could... You, I, I will have a brewery story in one of our podcasts about camera and indoor because I've been there. Yeah. And Grayson was playing at the time. And, of course, at home, it's not Grayson. Grayson, the, the evil. But, yeah, wow. A major... That is awesome. So I, Mount, and I, I'm Mount disappointing Rushmore. myself I haven't thought of him. Yeah. Because I have hated him. Yeah. Again, you combine that with his meltdown on the bench, and that's there's a mental problem with that kid that... that well, and, I, and, and, and it was never probably addressed when he was an exceptional 10, 11, 12-year-old. Exactly. Because almost certainly he was always way better than his age group, and then they never got a, a grip on it. It was more no. likely... More than a mental disorder versus just a prick disorder. Just a prick, right? And and and, and parents, Mister and Mrs. Prick, uh, probably never addressed it. No, and and it and it tells you just what uh, Mike Shashevsky uh, has become. That he couldn't get a grip on that guy. He just benched him for what you know, one Mike, or two games. Mike Shashevsky, the on. former Grant Hill mentor, yes. and many many others. He tolerated shit in the 2015 plus that he would never have tolerated. Yes. And that goes for recruiting, the one and dones and yep. shit like that. And some of that is financial reality sure. and booster reality and the alumni saying, this is what you do, Mike. But, Mike, don't look in a camera and say that Duke is what it was 20 years ago because yeah, it's, not. it's not. That's a Bruce to this in and of itself. Yeah. And I respect a lot about Krzyzewski. You know, military of academy, course. he's a West Point grad, Bobby Knight's... Uh, um, he's forgotten his roots. He's forgotten. Because there's no way that a West Point Academy would tolerate Grayson Allen's bullshit. 
no, no. Just one. Some of it is is society in general. And I'll give them a little bit of a floater just because when you are the face of the entire state, it's either Roy Williams or Shashevsky. Yeah. Uh, I did both teams in one day, by the way, in 2000, whatever. I went to Chapel Hill and, and earlier. But, um, by the way, Cameron Indoor is awesome, and the Dean Smith uh, Dome is, is different. It's more of a pro arena. But different topic for the other day, but yes. Right. So we all know Wikipedia. Uh, t- typically, it will have a lot of information. Mm-hmm. That yeah. You read it, and like, uh, I don't really care. Uh, they've got a paragraph on his professional career. Huh. He was drafted in um, <laughs> June of 2018 with the 21st overall pick by the Utah Jazz. Jazz. It gives like two uh, two lines about some N- NBA debuts, and then he uh, on July 6, 2019, so the year after his rookie season, the Memphis Memphis Grizzlies announced that they acquired Allen from the Jazz. And then it goes on to foul incidents. So they have talked nothing about 2019. Yeah, good. Great for him. He didn't deserve it because he's not I'd a like, good person. I'd like to make a motion. Motion. Uh, <laughs> make it first and I'll, I'll second it. I'd like to make Bless a motion you. that Grayson Allen uh, becomes a member of the Douchebag Hall of Fame. I second that motion. I completely uttered that. Yeah. Uh, all in favor? Aye. Aye. I'm Opposed. almost willing. I'm almost willing to make a second motion. I don't know how this works in parliamentary procedure, but I would almost vote that it stays a Rod. Take out Machado and have it be the A Rod Grayson Allen Award. Award because you can't have three names, and Grayson Allen's a bigger douche than Machado is. Oh my gosh. We yes, have, I agree. I I. We don't have to rule on it right now. I just want it for maybe table it for we'll, new We'll business. discuss it. I, I need to create another uh, tab for my spreadsheet. Grayson Allen is a legitimate five-star prick, yeah. and he did so in the ACC at a, at a school that, yeah. Yeah. All right. Bring that up to someone you work with named Mike, by the way, sometime. I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about, and he's a disgusting apologist for Duke basketball. Who is going to go to Cameron with me two years from now. Good guy, but he's, yeah, he's, he is an apologist for grace, and it's like you're too level-headed of a guy to, to not see that. But We have right. we currently, uh, according to my records, we have three members of the Douchebag Hall of Fame. It's Machado, uh, A-Rod, A-Rod, and Grayson. Well, but we have to have the award with two names or less. Yeah. Yeah. No, but those are the three members of the the Hall of Fame. Those are the three members that we officially elected as yes. Yeah. Okay. And we need to we need to probably. All right. Okay. Um, right about an hour. Should we pause very quickly and then come back? I haven't done mine yet. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't do your douchebag. By all means, Travis, go ahead. No, I know it'll mean a lot since it was forgotten. (laughs) No, that boy, there's a sort of bounce in my step. Well, wow, speaking of spoiled no. millennials, <laughs> you know, there, there's a whole lot. Let's, let's find a ribbon for you. Now. <laughs> I have between eight to nine hundred flaws, but oh, do not ever throw millennial in there. Lance Armstrong. Now I'm going to ask. I'm going to I'm gonna ask. I'm going to ask everyone because I came up with Lance Armstrong. Started doing a little background research and then found out there was a recent ESPN special. Did it air? And if so, have you guys seen it? I it has aired. I have not seen okay. it. Nice. It's on ESPN Plus for people that have that subscription. Oh, it is. Okay. So yeah. this is one of these things where we knew Lance Armstrong uh, was a was a douche, and I'm gonna summarize it probably. Person. I'm gonna summarize in three to four minutes some of the highlights. Most of it, 
uh, revolves around uh, Floyd Landis, who ultimately <laughs> um, dined him and the entire um, U.S. Uh, P.S. Postal Service team. Um, 2010, Floyd Landis hit send on what would prove to be the most, um, obviously I'm reading here, folks, would hit send on what would be uh, proven to be the most consequential email of his life, da-da-da-da. That email he gave everybody up to include um, Lance Armstrong. Um, two years of denials in October of 2012, um, the U.S. Postal Service team under Armstrong, its manager, quote-unquote, ran the most sophisticated, professionalized, and successful doping program the sport has ever seen. And one day, Armstrong lost seven sponsors and $75 million. Now, a lot of this goes to uh, Landis. I um, mean, it's a little bit of the Ryan Braun throw the, the, the whistleblower under the bus. Different because one was a urine sample taker. That was unnamed, and the other was a, a partner in a, in a rival. But ultimately, um, Armstrong settled for a five million dollar suit to Landis personally, um, legal costs, etc. Um, Landis, uh, you know, he can't blame everything on Armstrong. But after his 2006 Tour de France victory that he had stripped because of bad testing, he consumed as much as one fifth of Jack Daniels a day, a fifth of Jack Daniels, and 15 double strength painkillers. That's what Floyd happened to Floyd Landis. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, you're never completely innocent, but I'm reading this article and, you know, it's just not fit for our podcast here, yeah. but I would encourage anyone to really look into this. So at, 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 at one point, these, these are just samples, but um, Landa said at one point, quote unquote, the guy's a jerk, everyone knows it, but he was surrounded by yes men and they were also terrified of him, so they laughed at his jokes even if they didn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, in 2004, Landis wanted to leave the team. Um, this was obviously six years before the email heard around the world. And then they, they, they put Armstrong up to, hey, keep Floyd, because he might have been the second or third best cyclist in the world after Armstrong. And then he called the sweet talk, and they said, yeah, that lasted about two minutes. And then he spent 45 minutes telling me how he hated me and how he was going to destroy me. That was Armstrong to Landis. Um, Jesus. Wow. In subsequent interviews, he pointed, uh, where are we at? Okay, that's not critical, but there was one thing that was really interesting. Um, and again, this is a story that's so deep, you really can't touch on it. But there's every bit of evidence pointing to Lance Armstrong as being one of the biggest douches in history. So I'm reading this, and I got to thinking, I'm like, well, I'm not the only one thinking this, right? The testicular cancer, the cancer that made him such a unbelievable story, was this drug-related? Was this performing enhancing drug-related? So I did a search. Well, once you know it, Lance Armstrong, and apparently he said this to ESPN, he can't say yes, but he can't say no. And then he went on to talk about if you are a reasonable person, you look at Lance's comments in and of itself, not medical professionals, but he is saying that it's at least possible that my cancer was caused by my cheating. So cancer is really bad, and even if you cheat, I don't want anybody to have cancer. But I think there is a difference between someone that whose cancer was likely caused due to um, cheating and uh, cheating and that versus, oh my God, you're stricken with it. Uh -huh. So Lance Armstrong's The Cancer That Made Him Such an Amazing Story may well slash likely related to what made him so great to begin with. 
And I will put a douche 1A, or let's make it a 1B. I'm going to go douche 1B. The incredible, they're the entire cycling world, every country, every whatever, so that makes a Lance Armstrong and a Floyd Landis possible. And they just started to get a grip on it probably within the last 15 years or so. But, I mean, you want to talk about a sport that just wasn't monitored. And in order to have any level of competition, you really had to do it. How sad is that, right? I mean, yeah. And I mean, cycling more than anything. And so there were probably lots of people that were incredibly fantastic athletes that really didn't want to but felt they had to. And how, how horrible is that? Lance Armstrong played a really large role in many, many, many people doping when when, when, when maybe just maybe their ethics didn't, didn't lead to that. So I'm going to go um, douche 1A to Lance Armstrong, douche 1B to the entire cycling. And I'll tell you, I care as much about cycling as just about everyone. <laughs> and that is like nothing. nothing. <laughs> yeah. But um, but it's one of those things where you don't care about it, but you admire the shit out of the accomplishments and what they do. And that is all gone. What a, what a tainted deal. So that's mine. I'd like to make a motion to induct uh, Lance Armstrong into the Douchebag Hall of Fame. Can I second it if it was me, or would you have to? Can Denny second something? Denny can second it. Denny, you second Lance Armstrong. Second. All in favor? Aye. All opposed? Uh, congratulations, Lance Armstrong. You are the fourth member of the Douchebag Hall of Fame. Nice. Who's right. going to call him? Tell him that. Oh, I completely, completely forgot it. A big forgot it. Did I say forgot it? Yeah. And I'm so. sober and I said forgot it. I think I got sober. It's a matter for debate, you know. Hey, like I'll, I'll give you a debate. Yeah, I'll kiss my ass. Oh. Nice. They're cute at that age, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> You have something else? I yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is good. You're just rambling. You got something to say. Well, this is what this podcast is. It's yeah, I'll just oh, I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry. why it fits so well with you. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, seventy percent of your life after six beers is rambling. Oh, right. oh, be nice to him. He's harmless. Right. Hey, Danny, having fun. Let's It's amazing. Alone. I skated by. Oh, you're lucky to be alive. Yeah. Oh God. He's had. Oh, by the way, on a different note, Danny has had three. Count them three. Near death experiences on snowmobiles. Danny, am I so, wrong? Hey, you don't have to go into this. Am I? No. Am I wrong? No. <laughs> so we're talking. We're talking about uh, Lance Armstrong, and I didn't see this, nor would I give a shit. But apparently, in 2013, he gave a "Let's Make Everything Right" email with uh, or interview with Oprah Winfrey. Yes. Yep. Did you hear his mea culpa? I didn't hear what it he was, said. It no. Apparently, it was really, really bad. Not only didn't he come across as all sympathetic, like "Oh boy, I dope. This is all bad." He was really focused on the wife of another racer, not Floyd Landis. Oops. And the wife, during a conversation, he was accused of calling her a bitch or a fucking bitch or something like that, and also fat. And he said, I might have I might have called her a a bitch and I might have said the F word, but I never called her fat. And who is he saying this to? <laughs> He's talking to Oprah Winfrey. It was just this I, I watched today. I watched the So Armstrong was a racist? <laughs> <laughs> Solid. He Solid. Was, you know, he raced bikes. So that that's what that's what you yeah. get from Danny. He's a racist. <laughs> that that's different, yeah. 
Sorry. So, so no, just. <laughs> So no, so that's so, what he focused on was so no Lance color Armstrong, Armstrong, and, so, and the timing, and it had nothing to do with Oprah and her up and down of two hundred pounds every six months. It had to do with he was focused. He, my gut feeling is he never really called her fat. He called her a lot of bad things, but he was just like offended that someone would say uh, Lance called me fat. He said, "Yeah, I called her fucking bitch and all that." But Oprah, I never called her fat. And here's Oprah sitting going. So let me get this straight. It was just, it was, it was one of those. My God, don't do it. Uh, what, what's Prince Edward? You've seen that Prince Andrew, right? Oh, Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew. If you've Prince ever Edward. seen those, oh, have you ever right. seen the Prince Andrew um, interview evaluated by these four people that specialize in that type of thing? One's a former army interrogator or whatnot. What their... It's gold. It, I mean, it's like, like telling if he's lying. Or... Yeah, yeah, it's evaluating lying. And it's like, Lance, you didn't look good. Oh, but, so that's fine. Right. I know we got to move on time. Do you know what a Prince Edward is? Uh, no. <laughs> Google search Prince Edward Piercing. Uh, Just do uh, it. No, I think uh, it's Prince Albert. Oh, it is Prince Albert. Nice work, though, Justin. Uh, Let's take a little break here, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back. So Here we go. One of yeah. the uh, topics that we didn't touch on in the beginning, we need to touch on now. That I, my understanding is that uh, Denny is is here to talk about specifically, yep. is am. that yes, yes, we have uh, we have all um, sort of adopted a Bundesliga okay. team, and Travis said that Denny, you are a sort of connoisseur of German top tier soccer. So would you mind telling us about your thoughts on the Bundesliga? And top tier German soccer. I have no thoughts because I don't know shit about it. Uh, but other than that, uh, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> I, I have no thoughts. <laughs> So concise. Remember when we talked about the Gettysburg Address and how everybody made fun of Abraham Lincoln right. for how short he was? It's like, I think 20 years from now, we're going to look at that and say, God, that was eloquent. <laughs> Travis, would you like to talk about Stuttgart? Stuttgart. I would. Uh, I refer to it as... you got to speak into the mic. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't move like it closer. Call it. He doesn't have to lean in so far. Yeah, Stuttgart is. That's what is, she said. Yes. All right. Can I? Yeah, go ahead. It's actually VFP Stuttgart, and it has been a team that I have been attached to for literally days. I. Uh, <laughs> they have won a national championship as recently as 07, and they've got a national, five. Champ national championship. That's not a thing. What the fuck are you talking about? The club has won a national championship five times, most recently as 2006-07. I mean, it's, I'm reading it. Am I wrong? Is that from stupid Americans speak German? <laughs> what, what did I say that was wrong? A national championship doesn't make sense. Like, there's a German cup, there's a Bundesliga championship, but I've never heard of a national championship before. The football team plays its home games at the Mercedes-Benz Arena, in the Necker Park, which is located in the Konstatra of Vassen. Uh, that's right, Vassen. 
That's where the yeah. city's fall beer festival is held. Does that mean anything to you, knuckleheads? You well, non-football people? It's Germany, for Christ's sake. What if they don't have a massive beer festival in every city you know what? in Germany? I focused on their um, logo. Am I right to say logo, or am I going to be corrected on that, too? <laughs> their crest? It, it, well, it's beautiful. It's red, yellow, black, with a white. I mean, I'll tell you what. That is a big part of the reason that Stuttgart has been so unbelievably successful in the Bundesliga. And I would just like to tell everybody about my, well, it used to be my favorite player. His name is Antonis Adonis, 19-year-old from Germany. He was my favorite player until I saw a picture of him and saw he had really fucked up hair. So I am searching for a new favorite player. So, 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 so we're going to clarify, and it's German club, cup champion. That was their most recent German cup. Uh, all right, but but just to clarify, I'm not a complete moron here because I'm reading from Wikipedia, which we all know. Well, well you know what? Geez. Wikipedia takes did, a lot of shit. See, I did see won the national championship five times. I think what they are reading Damn into it. that is anybody that's deep enough and follows it as so closely as we do... Well, knows uh, that the national championship means German national oh, championship. So, and I'm going to be the first one to bring up... Side note, that is not the German Cup. The German Cup, they've won uh, three times in their... So I don't know what they mean by national championship. Well, the Mercedes-Benz Arena holds 60,449 people. And why do I bring that up? Because Coach Josh and I are going to be persons 60,400... 47, 8, and 9, yes. probably two to three years from now. Yep. And I'm going to um, assert my authority here because I'm the first one to say it. Yep. We are going to go to Germany for a Bundesliga soccer match because yes. I brought it up. Um, it's going to be a home game for Stuttgart. And False. We're not going to Stuttgart for that game. No. And I'm going to make I'm gonna make the case well, that's during my that, game. No, well, I'm going to make the case for... My team. So you, you can you can all do that, and and we we got a really we're on thin ice here with some of our folks. But I will tell you that as much as soccer on its surface, I, I have an issue with it. And I've brought that up, you know, like maybe ninety percent of the rest of America. The game itself, I love the low scoring aspect, the athleticism. You keep the fake injuries out of it, and the fact that German with beer. I can only imagine being part of a German partisan crowd in oh. a particular jersey. And when I say it has to be Stuttgart, I hope I'm saying it right, fuck. But <laughs> I, I, um, I I picked him because, quite frankly, it's a cool name. They got maybe the best colors in the Bundesliga. But I will. It's a matter of opinion, coach. So, um... I'm with VFB Stuttgart, and I don't know why the V is capitalized and the B is capitalized and the F is... doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a very solid football club, and they're... they're one second here. I saw this. I saw this when we're talking about their uniforms. It is the... The kit. The kit. The kit. The kit is uh, tight. Oh, Thank boy. you. All right, I'm moving on oh. to mine, and I'll tell you why mine is the best. My, Keep it 
to a reasonable time frame because I know this is your deal. Yeah, and you ran way over. Yeah. Oh, did I? Sorry. Really? Yeah, you did. Jesus. All right, here we carry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's... Boy, what man over there. What the hell? Why don't you just call me a fucking pedophile? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Carry, carry, really? Easy. Well, All right, just, listen up. Maybe here. I'm emotional when it's when it has to do with VFB. It's been it, it, it's, it's, it's dear to my heart. I'm sorry for the emotion I showed. I, I should not have used the words pedophile. I've right. been such a fan for the last 73 hours. <laughs> but in the several days that I've adopted Stuttgart and Stuttgart runs in his veins and ordered a kit on eBay. <laughs> I, I guess maybe I don't like my club being disparaged. <laughs> All right. Here you is, ever think of that? I here, really, I, you know what? Of the whole thing, he called it a club, and that's fantastic. <laughs> that is good. That is, was good work. I respect it. I re, no. All right. I, I, I like just, it. Just shut up the both okay, of you. It's my yeah. turn. All right. Now, Eintracht Frankfurt is by far the best team in the Bundesliga. Current best team or history-wise? Just overall. Not current. Oh, well, you didn't answer the the, the, not, the, the question. Not current. Oh, oh God, look at that. All right. So oh I, my God. I, what you're not seeing, podcast listeners, is coach with a Freiburg. It's a Freiburg shirt, and but I also have to be wearing an Eintracht Frankfurt shirt. So <laughs> yeah. Wow. Eintracht Frankfurt is Eintracht is German for United. So this is Frankfurt United, like you might hear from Manchester United. So that's where that comes Kinda from. Gets. Now, <laughs> Frankfurt is a very old club. They were one of the original Bundesliga clubs. They actually have the most losses in the Bundesliga out of any teams. Now and that will tell standards. you. That will tell you. No. In, no, that's in, not a bad thing. In a top-flight league, that says something. It's like being the leader in interceptions. I bet the Bears the and Packers have maybe more than losses. Exactly, because yeah. they've been there forever. Yeah. Brett, and Brett Favre is the NFL leader in interceptions. Exactly, because if you don't <laughs> stay in the top league, then you're out of it. So they've been there forever, and they have a lot of losses. But here's what I like about Eintracht Frankfurt. The... President has taken a very hard stance against far right wing, and by that I mean Nazis, to say they are not welcome in our club. They are completely banned from the stadium. His quote is one city, one club against racism, fascism, homophobia. Those are the values of the club, and those are also my. Values. Let me interrupt you there. Is there a team in the Bundesliga that does not oppose those things? No one has come out that strongly. Do you need to come out that strongly? Yes, they do. Maybe because in Germany. in Germany, you absolutely have to. Well, I know you cannot is... legally name a child Adolf. Right. Which, great. And, and, you know, when you have experienced what the German people have experienced. Okay. I, I, they I, have so the far. Just because you've come out that way, I, I'm not sure. Has that any that other you Bundesliga club done that? No, yeah, no, I, I don't know Frankfurt. if they have. But that's not. Can, anyway, can I, when when I talk about my Bundesliga, club, fine, you'll have your turn, Justin. <laughs> the Eintracht Frankfurt club has an eagle, a live eagle named Attila, who flies around the stadium before each match. What 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 species of eagle? Golden. 
You're just making that yes. up. Yes. That's bullshit. That's bullshit because they're Golden in California. Eagles. Golden's Eagles. Yeah, are... Golden Eagles don't show up in Germany. There's a couple. There's yeah. a German Eagle. There's a couple in Wabasha, but other than that, it's California. Suck it, bitch. <laughs> you know what? If you don't know your Eagles, Josh, you oh, can't just Christ throw sakes, the, the Eagles you name Attila. And what do you? What does Stuttgart have? What's their yeah. mascot? Do Gosh, I need? A, a do I? Do I? Do I need an eagle? To 1897, it says right here in the. 1893, it says here right in their coat of arms. You don't have a 127-year history. That is without... completely false. What do you mean? Can I bring up when Eintracht Frankfurt was founded? Can, oh, here we can go. Can I also mention that Stuttgart was not in the Bundesliga 1 league last year? Who wasn't? Uh, Stuttgart. Stuttgart. Uh, you were, he, so were, you're, you're piling on. Yeah, yeah so yeah. You're, oh, you're, your okay. team... Your team was not in the A League last year. They happened to become in the top two. Yeah, that got I, I did so. Yeah, yeah. 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 Frankfurt so. was founded in 1899. Yeah. And you know what? The New England Patriots had about 20 years of dog shit seasons. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> the Green Bay Packers, for God's sakes, you want to look at their 70s and 80s? For God's sakes, quality teams have down times. That, well, what, what am I saying that's inaccurate? No, you're, you're not saying anything, but I'm saying that, that our time in the top league has trounced your time. You're a middling, bottom of the barrel so, so, team. So, so, so does that mean that you, you are garbage, that you can't, as long as you're making certain efforts? I mean, I'm going to learn more and more about the Buddhist League, and I think I'm going to probably support Stuttgart, VFB, more than I even do right now, and I'm just—I'm—I'm I'm a, I'm a passionate fan right now. I can only imagine what's going to happen two months from now. You literally checked your notes before you said VSB. You said Stuttgart <laughs> and looked at your notes and then said VSB. Wait a minute, what's I the said VFB. You still checked your notes. <sighs> can, I, can I go about? Yes, Freiburg? Justin, it's your turn about so Freiburg. Yeah. Freiburg, SC Freiburg, uh, Sport Club. At least I pronounced mine right. Freiburg is the way that you speak it in German. Hmm. In English, it would be Freiburg, but it's Freiburg in German. Hmm. It is in the uh, Black Forest, the furthest southwest team in Germany. Do you know what that means? It is means it, is they it Bavarian? Have, is it Bavarian? It means that uh, SC Freiburg and the city of Freiburg is the sunniest and the warmest city in germany i'm sorry are you talking about your team or the climate the climate of jesus i mean so i'll I, tell I, you I what you mean hold on hold on i'm making what? a case because georgia is, tech has great weather no is, oh, no, no, no hold yeah, on it's sort of southern up. yeah hey, shut the fuck up i'm making you're the better case. than that justin i'm making the case that this is the place that we want to visit because it's going to be nice and warm and that's sunny not the but it depends on the month jesus are you saying we're gonna in fucking january we're not going to your team okay. because the weather might be two so, degrees different. So SC, Jesus Christ. SC Freiburg's <laughs> current coach is Christian Strike. Oh, he Strike. He is the current longest tenured coach and mm. is the most respected coach in the Bundesliga. Yeah. And, you know, Mike McCarthy had a long tenure with the Packers, too. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't well-respected, you dickbag. This guy is respected. So <laughs> shove that in your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and if, no, we're gonna, if we're going to talk about the politics of the teams, uh, Christian Strike, he cycles to work. He rides his bike, so he's environmentally friendly. Again, how also the politics encourages his, his players to vote, 
to hold opinions that are different than his own and expresses his own opinions. So if you're going to bring the whole and politics that, and, and, and does that coach then, have a Joseph Goebbels tattoo on his forearm? <laughs> <laughs> they have a brand new stadium that opened this year that increased their capacity 10,000, so it will be the newest stadium. Oh, to 10,012? Fuck, to like 35,000. Oh, 35,000. Oh, should we talk about that? <laughs> the team is consistently seen as gritty, and they over and they do better than what their expectations are, which means they exceed. We all know what gritty means. They exceed expectations, which is the exact opposite of me, in which I do not meet expectations at all. So this is a team that I need to go ahead and root for because it is the opposite. <laughs> they are the classic underdog with the fight of a pit bull. A smaller and pesky team that's an underdog that plays hard and is surrounded by beautiful landscape. Can we talk about the logo? The uh, logo of SC Freiburg, not only do they have their uh, SC, their SC and their F, but they have a head. It's the head of a griffin. If you don't know what a griffin is, it's a combination of an eagle and... And a lion. I can respect the griffin, actually. They have a fucking griffin on it. And so their 2020-2021 um, kits not only contain the, um, the the badge in which they have this. I mean, it's a stellar badge. And that I'm is gonna, good. I'm going to take that a picture good. of it and um, it'll be on our website. Do they... But, they also have holographic griffin heads all over their uniform. That's cool. Do they have a live griffin that flies around the field? Uh, griffins are are <laughs> mythical well, creatures. Well, mythological, right? Whereas Frankfurt has a live eagle named Attila who flies around the field. So game set match. It's a bird. Okay, so, so let's it's not say a bird. It's not let's a say sparrow. Let's say in a hypothetical situation, a an eagle fights a griffin. That griffin's going to kick its motherfucking ass. I could. Well, it would just fly into the mythological eagle and defeat it because it doesn't exist. That's what she said. It's a mascot. It is embarrassing how much I won this. No, you didn't. I completely won it. Can I go ahead and say... I wasn't sure it was a debate. I would have been more prepared. Can I go ahead and say that... You have notes with highlights in them. How could you be... More As prepared. A, can I can I make a point? Oh, here? oh, so you did everything off the top of your head. Well, other than Wikipedia. <laughs> I looked at other things other than Wikipedia in my search for information about SC Freiburg. To the point where I ordered um an SC Freiburg jersey. Hold on. From their fan shop, in which I had to translate German to English so that I knew what the fuck I was buying. Yeah. Also, hold on. They had the highest paid transfer. Watch this. This isn't going to be easy. Oh, my God. I, what? Santa Maria! I'm talking about Justin. Oh, okay. Not you. <laughs> Justin, I've the first... I've shirts before. The, no, I've seen you. The first point you made, Justin, was about the climate oh. of Freiburg. And that's... <laughs> right. <laughs> I am Cornholio. I need a tiki for my bunghole. No, this is one of our best episodes. Yeah. All right, let's so, move on. Okay, let's move on. Maybe Gruber. Let's do a Gruber. Let's do a Gruber. I think we're in. Yeah, we're in Gruber mode here. I'm ready. Yeah, let's yeah. do this shit. Who wants to start? I'll start. Go. I would what? rather. Well, I Gruber. Hate to, I hate Gruber. to do yes. I'm Thank sorry. You. I missed it. No, I, no this was my fault. We're just explaining to everybody what our next topic is. Gruberism. Oh. So, oh, so uh, Gruber. 
uh, he is a major sponsor of the Brewers and Bucks, and all of his commercials have some sort of, uh, either at the beginning, at the end, somewhere in there, where yeah. David Gruber says, one call, that's all. He's an attorney in the Milwaukee area. You know what? It's fine, whatever. But that is the most annoying sound in the entire planet. Mm, yep. So our Gruberism is what would you rather endure than have to listen to David Gruber say, one call, that's all. Ugh. I would rather listen to Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba and the Baby Shark <laughs> song on repeat for all eternity than listen to David Gruber one more time. Oh, that's good. That's that's really the strength good. of the point. I get knocked down. I get up again. <laughs> You're never going to keep me down. Baby shark. Do, 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 do. Oh. All right. All eternity. All right. I'll go next. All eternity. Rather than listen to David Gruber say his tagline, I would rather go the rest of my life without ever making another office reference. Oh. Oh, boy. Yeah. Which I think I've I done think... three times at least in this episode and probably do 20 times a day. Oh. Which includes like yelling, that's what she said, at my wife whenever she says something very innocent. I... Yeah. Oh, see, I would never be able to do, to do that because that's too hard. I could never go that's all day. She said. I could never go all day. <laughs> oh, there you go. I mean, that, that proof positive yeah. right there. We just saw it. Yep. Not going to happen. Yep. Wow. I would rather be swept up in a tornado, wrapped up in a funnel cloud, thrown into a wooded area, and because of the funnel cloud, of course, I've got a piece of metal sticking out of my head, 90 degree angle, I, but I'm lucky, I'm very lucky, because I somehow, some way, land softly into some pine trees. I mean, like the top part of the pine trees, so you don't... Listen, Denny, because this is going to get yeah, good. So you're going out to son of a bitch, you think you're dead because you're in a class 5 tornado and you survive this. Holy shit. And again, you've got some metal sticking out of your head. It's like a pipe or something like that. And you start shimmying down the tree, but you step on a baby bear cub that is in the presence of its mother and then you get mauled to death. I would rather have that happen to me than here. One call, that's all. Oh, how great is it, by the way, that now the Brewers are done? We don't have to listen. We don't have to listen to that anymore. And since I boycotted the NBA, I only have to listen to it six months of the year. Right. So it's so nice to be away from that. All right. Um, does Denny have a historical? Um, yeah. Well, Travis. Yeah. Well, we were going. Well, did Did you want to get into the sports and whatever? It might be, or or did you? I would love to maybe have Denny go over just a brief summary of a couple of the stories we previously told. Oh, sure. You want would, to do that? Would that, that now? be okay with yeah, you? Yeah, go ahead. Set me out. Looks like we're setting them up so for the you know some of this is uh, oh, okay. We're good here. So we used to do a power tool decathlon at my house, and Troy and Denny, his son, yeah. my best friend were contestants, and I will, God forbid, you know, two hours from now I could be talking about it, so i got to shorten it up. One of the events was you drove an ATV, which towed an impromptu raft across a about 20-foot body of water, and then... That's a fact. <laughs> and then when you got to the end, you jumped off, you know, I dug a big hole with my skid steer, and I 
poured a bunch of water in there, and there were 24 people, 12 teams. And I was very, very conscious of the potential danger. I mean, I had a few beers when I thought of the idea. I had a few beers when I was talking to the people, but I told them, listen, listen, get off the raft when you're at the end. And number two, and more importantly, as the ATV driver who's towing it across the water, look back, let off the gas, do not drive the raft in, you know, over too far. And I don't think people are following us. Well, maybe they aren't, Danny. You didn't follow it at the time, so that's perfect. So let me make a long story goddamn short. 22 people, 11 teams, followed the rules perfectly. You and your son, my best friend, you let him get on this raft, and you gunned the ATV, and he launched headlong into this tower made out of four by fours and he could have been concussed and for a long two or three seconds before he popped up i thought he might have had a serious head injury do you remember that uh well that's a bunch of bullshit first of all <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh! actually happened i mean this is a competition right going on yes and it's a time limit i'm hooked up i've got my son hooked up to a, a raft whatever it was a raft whatever you want to call it like a surfboard thing yeah and you're gonna hit it it's a time thing you win if you do it in the shortest yeah, time win. i know and i talked to my son we had a father-son talk and he says dad hit it <laughs> so like a and you, you know, were your father you were young I and immature it. at the time you were only like and 65 I, I punched it <laughs> and he wound up not only going up the whole yeah. course and on a bit in a tree in the other end. And he was, he was aside hurt. from that. And he was uh, hurt, wasn't he? But I think we won. Oh, I mean, that's won. all that matters. You won. <laughs> that's because, all that matters. He, he was, be, wasn't that bad off. I mean, he, no. he could walk a couple of months later. Oh, and he, and hey, you, hey, and, hey, and, hey, what the hell? And, and you definitely won because the whole thing, the clock stopped as soon yeah. as someone touched the pillar. Well, when exactly. you run someone headlong into the pillar, the clock definitely stops. Well, quicker. you that set the rules, not me. So no. you're trying to blame and us it was, on it me. And it was the lowest common denominator. I'm like, how could someone potentially get hurt? Well, you'd have to have two people fucking up really badly. And, and, and well, so you congratulations, Dad. Don't you play to win? I mean, what's the point of a game? You play to win, right? You 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 play. Okay, so it's not my fault. You try to win. And we won. End of story. Boy. I'm well, gonna, that, I'm going to uh, leave it at that. Back off. Why don't you have a seat, Travis? Back and, off. Yeah, <laughs> I am right. backing off, and let's move on to something else. Can we oh, give thank, uh, thank you, Denny. uh, Denny's mic to Travis, and that will just be it? No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, all right, very quick. Let's do a little bit of baseball very quickly. Um, do you guys want to talk about like the offseason? Should we save that for another time? Later. We might have to save that for yeah, another time. Yeah, save that for another time. It doesn't um, fit in this episode. Yeah, though. you're absolutely right. Yeah. Let's do a cool death story. Oh, oh this yeah. is good. Yeah, so. You're, you're the hammer on this one? No, this is the. No, no, the no. Travis said that the, that's what she said is the hammer. Oh, oh that's what she oh, said. Yeah. Death story. Okay. Yeah. I, I can, you know what? I want to go last on the death story. Oh, I'll go right. first. Okay, go ahead. As with uh, a lot of the death stories, um, the reality is you have, to, you have to research them. The initial plan was something that's really awful but kind of cool, and what that has evolved into is a lot of Darwin Awards yeah. and yeah. a lot of, you know what? Um, 
not innocent depth people is what it boils down to. So I've got one that's, boy, this has got to be top five in all the Darwin Awards. 1999, there was a fella in Scotland. His nickname was, quote-unquote, Death Wish. Oh, oh God. God. That's oh. right. Oh, boy. He used to do things like smash glass in his forehead, and he swallowed keys and broken glass. Uh, the police investigating the case I'm about to talk about described him as, quote-unquote, of good physical health but of low intellect. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine a police report that says so that? So Josh Miller, basically. Hey. Huh? No, anyway. boy. I had no idea how much that segues. Yes. So, Josh. The police described him. Let's call him a Josh. So Josh, on a typical day in many respects, it says he was consuming large quantities of uh, lager. At closing time, they didn't close the bar or pub or whatever the hell they called it there. It's got to be a pub. Pub. So, Deathwish slash Josh, he had done what he had done many times before, and that's swallow a pool ball. Oh, oh, oh what? Yeah. Uh, oh. He kept a pool ball in the back of his pharynx. Ph. How do you say that? Pharynx. 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 Because this was possible because of the unique size of his blank pharynx, whatever. So in this particular time, Death Wish made the mistake of swallowing a cue ball instead of a regular pool ball. He wasn't aware that a cue ball has a physical property that makes it uh, perfectly lodging in... Okay, so it lodged perfectly. It's slightly larger. Yeah, and it made a difference. So it's uh, 5.03 centimeters versus point or 4.75. So every pool ball he had ever swallowed was anything but the cue ball. <coughs> well, he was drunk, and that made a difference, and he died. Had he done what any normal person would do, and that swallow an eight ball, <laughs> two ball, or whatever, like any of us would do, moron swallow the cue ball. How stupid. God, idiot. <laughs> well, I mean, his name was Deathwish. <laughs> How do you get the nickname Deathwish? Because people have these names. Everybody knows. I mean, fuck, half the people in Georgia or Mississippi have some fucking name that had to do with fireball you know, fireball and, yeah. or, or or dying but this was one of those none of them ever die that way they just but here's a guy that death wish he he did it, it, it's ironic just, that after doing all that crazy stuff it's the tiny the tiny minutia that and, and, and the reason for the cue ball being a little bit bigger is two reasons number one for the game itself and number two for bar tables because the table needs to because detect the, the side the whole to the run whole the to run the cue ball for the or for the it's smaller and it turns out but so but cue ball but it goes back off. deeper than that it goes back to That's just needing said. a little bit of size <laughs> you want to know anything about that coach <laughs> but having a little Very more size tiny. dick joke that's Small what she said. Yes, penis. But can, can you can you just picture this guy? He's just so confident. He's like, fuck it. He's probably done this a hundred times, right? And somehow, some way, maybe grab the wrong ball, whatever. And I, I want to believe that if you're swallowing right. pool balls, that you know that, that you the should pool know that ball is bigger. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like you should know that I can swallow. A dozen but, other balls, but not the cue but, ball. But, did, but, but here's a possibility. 
Deathwish actually knew it was a little bit bigger, but he had been so successful for so long. He got cocky. He's wow. like, he cocky. I'm gonna fucking do this because because you know Deathwish probably has some friends that says, I bet you can't do a fucking cue ball. Oh yeah. And after you know eighteen beers, and unfortunately, your pharynx does not extend as far as like other orifices may extend. I mean, we're talking about a pretty subtle difference, but my God, for for anyone out there that that does do that with regular pool balls, please, please, don't do the cue ball. To the stick to the the pool balls because Jesus. Stripes, solids, don't go for the big well, white I, I, one. Right. Yeah. Right. The big white one, which has been uttered never before. <laughs> Josh! All right. <laughs> you know what? Echo that by a thousand, and that's what the beer is. That's what the beer is, yeah. It's never been such before. That was some good right. stuff right there. Okay, <clears throat> so we're... Uh, All right, we're going to me. On, like, cool death stories. Yes. Jim Creighton. Jim. Jim Creighton was a professional baseball player in the 1860s. Okay? By all accounts, an awesome cricket player as well. Sweet. So he had a cut at a ball. and Which is a swing. A, a, a swing, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to stop number three words. <laughs> No, he's he's special, but he's he's working hard at this. I like hot dogs. <sighs> Sorry. He he came around the plate and supposedly told the next guy who was about to hit, it's like, ah, I think I broke something. Okay. Okay. Allegedly he broke a um hernia in his body. He collapsed in the dugout oh, no. and died. No way. Oh, yes. I feel bad Supposedly about this one. the only guy who ever died swinging a baseball bat. Wow. Now, oh now, now, now the histories disagree. They say it's okay. a chronic kind of thing and it wasn't whatever. Okay. But, and of course, now, now the legend is he hit a home run and then walked, you know. I bet he did. Yeah, of yeah. course he didn't. Pop fly to the left fielder. Sure. But... He supposedly that yeah I broke I, I broke something what they said was oh I broke my belt well oh. maybe he broke something inside oh, yeah. and it turned septic oh. and oh yeah so but but if he like died hitting one out of the park and because by all accounts I know, I just, by all accounts yeah. he was a like superior athlete who swung and he was a pitcher too so he had this like violent delivery and. That's what they say actually ed, like led to it, this hernia. Jim Jim Creighton. Jim Creighton. Wow. Yep. Look it up. That's but worth yeah. researching. So yes. he may have been the only player who died by his swing. So well, pretty I, cool if you actually I, died. I do want to, to think that's how it happened. Of course. And we'll, we'll, we'll believe that Jim Creighton died hitting a home run, walked around the bases, made his home run trot, and then said, I think something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Justin. My death story could happen to any one of the three of us. Oh, shit. In 2017, Deborah Bedard, she's 58 years old, died after falling falling from a golf cart onto shards of wine glasses that had broken into her hands. <laughs> I've got backstory here. What? <laughs> the accident happened at about 11.15 p.m. on an olive orchard Bedard owned southeast of Sacramento with Richard Clark, 
57 years old, who was driving the golf cart at the time. The couple used the orchard as their vacation home. According to the California Highway Patrol, Clark made a left turn on a public roadway as he approached the end of the orchard. Bedard, who was holding two wine glasses, was unable to stabilize herself and fell out. She landed on the broken glasses. Uh, Bedard bled out at the scene no, and died. What? Bled she wasn't, out? She wasn't even transported. She bled out at the end of the orchard and died. Wouldn't have, would not have happened to anyone from Wisconsin. No. Clark... <laughs> Uh, the boyfriend positively was, was arrested no. for DUI, but not arrested for homicide because they figured because she was holding on to two glasses, it was her own damn fault that she fell out of the golf course. <laughs> the accident report said Clark was operating a golf cart while intoxicated, but a preliminary right. investigation determined that his actions did not cause the collision or fatal injuries because apparently there was uneven roadway in the area. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what the highway, uh, uh, California Highway Patrol reported to. to can I can, can I interject here? Go. Here's what here's what happens in Wisconsin. This happens probably once a week on golf courses. And when you start to feel that, and you know you're going out, you want to protect your head. And if you're carrying glass, God forbid you do that too. So what happens when you're starting to roll out of the golf course because your idiot mm -hmm. drunk partner driving? is making a quick 90-degree turn, you immediately tuck in, you, you protect your glasses, yes. and you roll. Yes. And for her not to know that, that's that's really on that's her. That's amateur. That's it's on amateur her. Hour. It's and, amateur hour. And I can't feel bad for her because I almost... I my bottom dollar. She, she has made a thousand bad life decisions. So. I read. I read several. Good, because if you don't know how to drunkenly fall out of a golf cart, <laughs> yes. I read several uh, obituaries on, and, of her, and everybody was astonished that this is the way that she would go in her demise. Because she because she wasn't a drinker, which tells you that there's some responsibility. You need to know, and I, I get the whole. She's had a few. She wasn't gonna. Why was she holding two wine glasses? Thank you. Why what is this guy? Glasses? Why is the guy glasses. not holding his got? A. Why is the guy oh, not well, holding his okay, own glasses? Let, let me glass? stop you right there. B. No, I, no, no. Go ahead. Let, let me make probably the biggest overriding point. What the fuck are you drinking wine on a golf cart? Well, okay, so it's California. It's an olive orchard. It's like okay. wine country. So. Okay, that's, but, that's but great. But you don't drink wine and golf. You just but don't. in a glass, in a good glass, glass, in a glass, yeah. glass. No, no, it should be if, in a cup, in a solo I, cup. So or, just uh, one, I'm, just I'm one drinking, more fucking reason that California, Oregon, and Washington doesn't become Cascadia. Research it. Oh, they've looked into it. I like it. Look into it. Yes. I really like it. Right. Uh, yeah. But I, I figure the reason why I think this could happen to any one of us, not that we're holding wine glasses, but that our demise would ultimately become in a, a golf cart accident while we're in town. Well, you could easily have a golf cart clip on you and roll over your head. That's yes. one thing. But God forbid you glatten all. There's some stuff that's avoidable and some stuff I, that isn't. You, you shouldn't know have glass on a golf cart. Everyone no, knows all, that. Ever. You know and what? can you just see her? She's got this fluid of what do you call it? Fluid wine, and it's this racy thing. It's like, mm. well, well, you don't even know how to swing a golf club if you carry out. It's a fluid of champagne. A fluid. Whatever she was carrying <laughs> didn't belong on a golf course. Yeah. No, it it didn't. You know what though? I'm gonna put this out there. What? There is a decent chance one of us or somebody that we know. Ultimately dies on a golf cart. Well, maybe, maybe, but not like that. Not like that. But I'm gonna say not like that. No, there, what will we? 
It'll be getting completely no. run over. It'll be no, either completely broken. run over or, or, or a, airborne going yeah, through a sand or, trap. Or, yeah. or, or you're a passenger and, and your driver like hits quick and you get ejected into a, a, a tree. That's one thing. that You can't help no, that. I'm just saying, at some point, we're right. going to a funeral for somebody that we know that no, died in a golf cart. It's, it's likely, yeah, yeah, sure. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about the people we want to have beers with. Boy, I've... Uh, Denny, do you want to start? Still go on. Hold on. Or how about I start? Denny's got a couple. Yeah. I, do you, oh, I don't know. Are you going to start, Travis, with sports or non-sports? We're, we're going to we're going to start. So here's what we're going to do, um, and we're going to make it uh, we're going to make it pretty quick for all of us. Um, Denny, thank you for joining us on this. We are all going to go around. We are going to share very briefly the person. Um, in the sports world, we would like to have a beer with and why. So and then we're going to go back around the table and say who in the non-sports world we would like to have a beer with and why. And I'm going to I'm going to start, and then we're going to go left to, to, to right. And I have it right here. Uh, sports. Babe Ruth. My God, this guy. Can you imagine oh, Babe Jesus Ruth in 2000, whatever? Uh, I don't think we need to go into any history. We've all heard of Babe Ruth and the stories and how. He would never have even probably been able to remain in the league if even half his behavior um, was 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 consistent with Babe Ruth, big drinker, big hot dog eater, whatever. So that's mine, Denny. I was quick. I was quick. I'm used Ray to Ray Nitschke. Oh, ever hear of Ray Nitschke? So good. I mean, this guy. Never was, heard of him. He played for the Packers. Well, Fifteen years. <laughs> Fifteen years played for the Packers. Green, oh, okay. Bay. Green Bay in Wisconsin. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean this guy was, you know, that's obviously a Hall of Famer. You know, yeah. The reason I want to have a beer with Ray, he's probably the toughest son of a bitch that ever played the game. Or certainly right in there. I mean. <laughs> He was uh, played for Illinois. Uh, I didn't know that. Did he really? He Illinois, played for Illinois University yeah. played for Illinois. Actually, he played quarterback and defensive back for a while. But his toughness was legendary. Of course. On one on a kickoff, early first kickoff of the game, he gets hit in the face. Four teeth fall. <laughs> oh jeez! First play of the game, he didn't wear a, a face mask. Never do. I mean, different these days. Face yeah. mask. I mean, you know, different what talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, he played the rest of the game. Oh, played the whole damn rest of the game. I, mean, I love that. I mean, that's ridiculous. I think so Ray would have liked to have a beer with you too, Danny. Yeah. You know, listen. You know, actually, uh, in when high school, the guy played pitcher. He got drafted. Oh shit! They wanted to recruit by the. What the hell was the name of the team? A St. Louis Brown, some baseball professional, professional uh, mm -hmm. baseball team, and they wanted to give him a three thousand dollar bonus for a signing bonus for signing, and uh, he passed. Really? He wow. passed on that and went for got a scholarship for Illinois. Well, I think he made the right call. He did. He started out. He they uh, got him there for as a quarterback. Uh, believe it or not, wow. he wound up as a linebacker, oh. and he turned out pretty decent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it worked it was, out pretty well for him. Okay. I, the yeah. reason I say he was one of the toughest son of a bitch is he, now aside from the teeth getting knocked out, 
He was at a practice, 1960 practice field. Uh, goddamn uh, coach's tower blew over. Wind here in hell that day, and it landed on Ray. It landed on him. So here comes Lombardi. He says, what the hell's going on over here? Ah, this thing just blew over and landed on Ray. And everybody, all, all the team guys are showing up over there. He said, what the hell's going on? He said, ah, it's Ray. He'll be fine. Get back to work. <laughs> It's just great. It'll be fine. Right. He knew he was a tower. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's right. Actually, the tower, it was a thousand pound tower. God. Punched a hole in his helmet, oh, and, but it didn't go all into his head or anything. <laughs> but it actually <laughs> punched a hole in his helmet. It's in the Green Bay Hall of Fame right now. That whole helmet oh. with a hole in it. Danny, that's and, great. And, uh, oh and Lombardi just said, hey, that's just, he's fine. <laughs> he was one of the toughest summer. Yeah, fucking, bitches. he's good. Oh, uh, that's who I'd like to have that. a beer with and say, Thank hey, yeah. God damn, good work. Man. That's, <laughs> that's, that's all I have. That's a great pick, Danny. That is good. Yeah. Coach? <laughs> Ready, Justin? I have a bobblehead of the person I'd like to have a drink with. Hmm. It's not Corey Hart. Oh. Bud wow. Selig. Interesting. I would really like to sit down with Bud Selig. Nice. You know what? At the time, I would he, too. He was not a liked commissioner, but then as as his tenure went on, as he passed on the torch to others, he became more and more respected. I really want to sit down and have a beer with him, talk about um, uh, adopting this Milwaukee franchise, bringing the Seattle Pilots into Milwaukee, the um, difficulty of of being not only a commissioner of MLB but also an owner of a team. Um, how how can he keep the two separate? How can he not be? Um, imp- how can he be impartial in the decisions that he makes as a commissioner to not, you know, make a, a, a favoritism toward his franchise? Right. Uh, he, uh, you know, other than Bob Euchre. He was the most involved or the longest tenure person involved with Milwaukee Brewers in history. Uh, I, I just, you know, I'd like to sit down with him in a in a, in a situation where he doesn't have to um, uh, lie or like... Be a commissioner. Be a commissioner. Yeah. He doesn't have to sugarcoat anything. He can tell it how it is. Can I? Yes, Travis. I think that's awesome. Boy, that, that is, is good. Really really good and really deep. And I, I want to say one thing. So Bud Selig is responsible for one of my biggest Bruce of this is ever, and that's the the All-Star game yes, at the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it wasn't the decision he made to make it a tie, but the knee-jerk reaction into the this game matters and then the home field in the World Series, which is yep. absolute goddamn travesty. Absolutely. But but what Bud Selig did for the, 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 the city of Milwaukee I think has to be separated a little bit to what he did as commissioner. And how many people really, really understand what it takes to be a good commissioner and how the decisions, what's good, what's bad, what is just keeping the peace, what's, you know, growing the game. And, and, you know, and of course he he presided over the the steroid area where everybody and their brother, to include Bud, knew that steroids were part of the game but it was also coming off the the strike season where baseball revenue was down and it just made really a lot of business sense to have the that the home the balls flying out of yeah. the ballpark and, and that's another story for another day so it's a really complex and i think that's why your pick coach is really the best one i've heard and it'd be really hard to beat 
because yeah. I think everything that we do is predicated on honesty. If you can sit down and Bud would be willing to be honest and answer the questions, and yeah. that's a whole nother ball game. But yeah. boy, oh boy, to, for the for the right questions to be asked of him, that's that's really excellent. That is good. He, yeah, he I like I, I like that a lot. Dealt with being a commissioner and the full time job of what being a commissioner is. But he also had to own a franchise itself. Just yeah, I mean he had to sign it off to Wendy pre. Yes. C right. League or whatever, but the but, but the bottom know. but the bottom you line know. is yeah, no no but no but C League was always a fairly successful guy. He had car dealerships in the Milwaukee area, yeah. but yep. he was not he was the name a car dealer guy that's got a lot of them. He, it's mm-hmm. not like he was twenty million dollar but he was someone that was doing well and whatnot. And what he did when 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 Milwaukee lost the the, the, the team to Atlanta. His role in bringing the Brewers back, I mean, well, he was the guy it, that it starts and stops. Team it starts and stops with Bud Selig, yeah. and then when that came, I mean, the idea of Bud Selig being acting commissioner, eventually commissioner. I mean, there's probably parts of them. Here's a great question, Coach. What do you think of this, Mister Commissioner? Would you rather have just been the the Brewer guy and never? Never even dabbling in the commissioner. Oh. Would it, how would your life be? Wow. Wouldn't that be interesting? It would be really interesting. Yeah. I, I, I think he would say for, like, I don't instantly, know. he'd rather be the commissioner. You think so? I, I think so. I, I think this so. is something you'd want to hear. But we're guessing, right? And and you're probably right. Yeah. But, but, I mean, you take on, when you're the owner and you're successful and you're well-liked, that's one thing. Not to say there isn't you know, some inner team turmoil, of course, but you're still a popular owner versus all of a sudden you are the guy. Yep. It takes years off your life. It, uh, well, it, it, and, and in his, I mean, he did have the strike. He had the steroid. And how much is his responsibility and how much is just, oh my God, I need to manage, manage a shit sandwich I had placed in my lap. And that's a, that's a, that's a very real question, I think. Yeah, and and no one can yeah. ever say that he like favored the Brewers because were the Brewers no. ever good under his no. like? They were no. no, when you're when 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 you're the media market as the Brewers, you could try to favor him and it wouldn't even matter. I mean, yeah. the the dollars still speak for themselves as far as revenue and, and whatnot. When the Brewers can could 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 legitimately throw thirty five thousand people through a day, but it's still not going to even come close to what the other teams do with the other TV revenues and yeah. ad revenues and whatnot. So Can I put it so far yeah. as without Bud Selig, this podcast wouldn't be in existence? Well, we wouldn't be here. Well, Coach, no, you're right. No, because they wouldn't have a team. You're right. The people that are listening to this yeah. would not be able to be entertained by our shenanigans <laughs> without Bud Selig. And from what I understand, he's a genuinely good human being. I, I've is, never heard anything that... Bud Selig's a giant douchebag. Yeah, I, I don't think <laughs> Bud Selig ever did anything like yeah. nefarious or tried to do it underhanded. He, I, I oh. think he tried I to do... I think he tried to do the right thing at the right time. Exactly. And it's really difficult circumstances. Yeah. And, and, you know... Okay, yeah. good. Right. Josh, so, so we're rolling our own boar woman. Yeah. My, my sports guy? Um, person. More sports person. Uh, maybe more <laughs> lighthearted. I really want to sit down at a bar and... Have beers with Bill Walton. That's Ooh. interesting. Oh wow, I like it. Yeah, the the total deadhead, like stoner like guy who who has acknowledged. I mean, he never hit it twenty years ago. I mean, he's right. I I think that guy would be really fun just to sit down and drink with because I, I think that the 
the personnel that, that you get in, in those basketball games. When he's commenting, he's going off on tangents that you're just like, I don't know what the hell Bill is talking about right now. With, but but you see him, like yeah. his pictures, uh, you know, with the, with the you fans. Know, you know, Wooden had, is on record, and no, I don't know the exact quote, but of all the great players he had, he really, really spoke highly of Bill Walton. Yes. And, and and if you look, and I don't know, but the people that really understand the history of college basketball put Bill Walton on put Bill Walton on a very short list. Yep. Right. And and Bill Walton has been to I, I believe the number is eight hundred and fifty Grateful Dead concerts. And I've heard the ah, number. He no, he's a daddy. He's a drummer too. Huge. He's yes. He's a drum. He's, he's a, a drummer, drummer right? too. Right. And he he has. Gone, gone on stage with, yeah, I mean, he was a deadhead before, whatever. Yeah. And, and yeah. um, Bill, Bill is an interesting character wow. to, to, yeah, to, to, to say the least. Yeah, and I, I think, God, he's, that's good. I think he's done work for yeah. um, uh, stutterers, people who stutter. And has he, has he had that issue? I think so. Okay. I think so. I think that's why he did it. But the marijuana, helps but see. Oh, well, ah, well, no, no, no. That's no, that's no, not that's, that's nothing to joke about. No, and then that's one of those questions. If you get the answer, it's like, yep. you know, uh, it's easy to think of Bill as is just a, a stoner, and maybe mm-hmm. in theory that's what he's done. But what drove you to it? Why did you do it? What was your was it? There, there are was it therapeutic? Medicinal purposes. I mean, um, hey, come look. on, help help me out with the uh, the the Ricky Williams. Yeah, running back. Yeah, there are someone that I legitimately feel bad for because and, he. And what did he have? Social anxiety. Oh, and, and what did the, and what and what did these assholes in the media and whatnot do? Oh, he's on the sidelines. He keeps his helmet on. He doesn't talk to the media. Well, go fuck yourself. Listen, he has social anxiety disorder. Leave yeah. the son of a bitch alone and don't make fun of him. Things are different now than they were in the 80s and 90s. Well, yeah, I mean, but that was exactly. too damn recent for that to happen. But yep. I mean, Ricky, oh, absolutely. Oh, he's well, he's just he's he just trying to get, he's the guy's just trying to get through a day. He should have played in the NFL for another five years. Right. And at least but 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 you take someone like Bill Walton, it's a little bit generation. Of course, he came out in the right. in, in in the hippie generation, yep. and he was that. But and you know, you, I, I remember my dad talking about. I mean, he just loved himself some Bill Walton. He didn't really care about pro basketball or anything, but. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you talked about um, you know John Wooden and the and the whatever is Bill Walton, Bill Walton, you know, the Celtics, and but he so, was he was pre knees going to shit. He yeah. could have been in anybody's top ten for maybe um, NBA players of yeah. all time, and, and he's in anybody's top three college players. Yes. He just is. Yeah, and, well, and, and, and oh by and, the way, Michael Jordan is not there, and certain other players. Right, you know, and but, and Bill Walton had had problems with um, painkillers and whatnot. And he has repeatedly said on broadcast, I am as guilty for taking those painkillers as the doctors are for prescribing them. That's, you do it. that's a, it's a good statement to say, look, it's my right. fault too. Like I, absolutely, I respect that. How about Brett Favre on painkillers? Do you blame the guy? I don't. Jesus, it, it's just let's be rational here. What is what is getting high for just? I'm, I'm, I'm out there having fun versus I'm just trying to get through the day. And, oh, by the way, my job big requires it. It is a big he difference. Because Walton's level ankles and knees are falling apart. Now, he wasn't and, the guy getting beat around and concussed. But, yeah, his knees, I think he had a genetic 
knee oh, issues. Oh, his yeah. both his ankles are fused right now. Right, and he's right. he's got problems. But okay. I think you could sit with Bill Walton and you could never say a word for two hours, and he would just talk yeah. and tell stories. Yeah. I think it would be it. awesome. Yeah. Just keep like giving a love it. Great yeah. pick. Yeah, great. Yeah. Pick, so we um we're moving on to um, non sports non non sports and. This is a, a history deal that might mean something to someone or whatever. But um, Adolf Eichmann, horrible, rotten. Um, oh, nice guy. <laughs> Adolf, Eichmann, Adolf Eichmann was captured by the Mossad in uh, 1960 in uh, Buenos Aires. And I would like to have a beer with the Mossad members that, that captured him. And I would like to, I mean, here you want to talk about a story of research. I would love to be able to sit down with these guys. And you can find it, by the way, if you Google it. There are some, you know, before they died, some 80-year-old Mossad members that actually told the story. Uh, Isser Pharrell or something very similar to that, I'm just guessing. But they told the story about how they did this. It's the most amazing Hollywood would never believe it story how they captured um, at that time that the, the the biggest Nazi war criminal and um, and 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 you know literally if they had um, if they had been found they would likely have not been made it out of the the, the, the country Buenos Argentina so the Mossad um, members who captured Adolf Eichmann I would love to sit and have a beer oh, with the six to good. eight of them so that's mine nice. Danny we're up to you Danny oh shit oh <laughs> no, that's shit all right. indeed. Non-sports beer person. Speak it, brother. Well, this will be good. I probably picked. Okay. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I probably picked some on the. You guys already dumb. Huh? You know, I'm, I hate to admit it, but I haven't seen all your episodes. Uh, God damn it! Damn I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. You're really sorry. Hold on. Raise your hand in this room if you've listened to all of our episodes. <laughs> I. Uh, that's everybody <laughs> except for Danny. You know, and I don't want to be redundant, but, right. you know, my guy's Eli Whitman. God damn it, we said that last week. That's what I thought. The no, cotton gin. I'm fucking kidding with Who? you. Who? Eli, Eli Whitman. Whitman. The cotton you guys haven't covered this guy? No. No. Are you serious? No. The cotton gin. Yeah, cotton gin. All right, let's hear it. Just, or is that I it? I want to have a beer with this guy. I don't blame you. Well, you know what the cotton gin is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, it's amazing. It transformed the economic of the 1830s, 40s. Well, it started 50s. the industrial revolution about 1794. Oh, that far. Okay. Right. Anyway, uh, the only what, reason what, I want what, to what, go. What, what would you ask Eli Whitney? You're saying would, I'd say, hey, Eli, <laughs> you realize you cannot drink cotton gin, right? <laughs> Walk up. Let's end it there. We're done. Yeah. Yep. That was Danny. That is gold. If, gold. if you would have ended it with dumbass, it would have been I even better. <laughs> so we're going to go on to my character. All right. Yeah. I, you can't drink. No, we have this rule when you Travis. say something really, really. You got to move it on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, when, when, when you say something really, really good, end it. Yeah. Done. And we've all been there. Right. That was awesome. Justin, go ahead. Thank you. Um, my non-sports person I want to have a drink with, Thomas Jefferson. 
Oh. So mm. penning the 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 words of mm. the Declaration of Independence. Well, that's uh, controversial. It is controversial, but here's the thing. Thomas Jefferson was was very much involved in the the writing of the Declaration of Independence. He was I, you know what? I understand that he might have uh, owned... He banged uh, a slave? He might have banged a slave. Well, he almost certainly did. That, that is <laughs> yeah. genetically proven, by the way. Okay. Yes. But it's it's oh. not like... Uh, Andy, it's not like Andy being related to Michelle Obama, okay? It's nothing like that. So, uh, it is like that. Here's the thing. He he was intricate in the in the uh, writing of the Declaration of Independence. He was a main figure in the uh, writing of the American Constitution. His vice president, am I on? Do you hear me? Yep, you're good. Okay. Uh, his vice president, Aaron Burr, was involved in, in a, a duel, duel with Alexander Hamilton. So he killed Alexander Hamilton and then fled to Georgia. And then he eventually just came back and took over his vice president duties. How are you as president of the United States with your vice president getting involved in a duel, killing a man and then fleeing the area and then coming back and saying, meh, I'm okay with everything. Can I continue my job? On top of the whole, like, writing the, uh, the, the the Declaration of Independence and being a part of the writing of the Constitution, I'd like to talk to him right now about the discord of American politics and what he thinks of it. What what his, his opinion of what is going on right now when everybody speaks to, uh, this is the way the writers of the Constitution thought it was going to be. I... I I'm just. I'm I, th- I think that's it. fair game for our non-political podcast because you're throwing out the. You would like to ask the question. Yes. You're not hypothesizing what he's going to say. I think. I think that's fair game. I. I like it. And and um, if you um, if you haven't been to Monticello and whatnot, I mean, there's there's more to Thomas Jefferson than meets the eye. But right. I'm I'm with you, Coach. I I like that. And none none of the falling fathers fathers are without uh, without. They're not uh, without flaw. And, and, and that's what I think. Yeah. That's what history in general leads to. But but we're we're wading right. into an area I don't think we want to wade into. But to your <laughs> point, no 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 no. I think what he says, I, I think it is fair because you you're asking him questions. You're not saying I. Right. I'm asking him questions. You, and, yeah. And I mean, he has sort of a. I mean, listen. Not, I, it's it's unique. It's you, you know. You know. You know what? I don't think it would be unreasonable to say I would like to have a beer with Joseph Stalin. Because I would like to talk to him. You right. know he's evil, but boy, wouldn't you learn a lot by talking to him? Wouldn't you like to um, Slobodan, Slobodan Milosevic, Milosevic or, or any yes. of the or any of these people? I mean, listen, you know, we're, you know, we have a background where yeah. you can learn from these people. Yes. Wanting to talk to these people does not mean in any way that you support them. No, right. and no, you not might, at all. And if you're able yeah. to, again, under the Big auspices of they're going to be truthful, which right. of course we know. We know but, they're not. But, but I don't. Yes. But I. But I think that's fair, and I, I. think that what you bring up is entirely fair. Yeah. Fair game. Yep, definitely fair. Okay. All right. Gosh. Uh, mine. I want to have beers with Teddy Roosevelt. There's one. Wow. Oh jeez, yes. that's really you know, good. You know what? 
he was second on my list this week. So yeah. he was going Are to you be serious? My next one. Yeah, you he was Teddy going to be my next one. Yes, I love Teddy Roosevelt's. I uh, it, I can't get enough of Teddy Roosevelt. This son of a bitch was American. Oh my <laughs> God, yes. He had yeah. a set of balls bigger than your basement. Look, that son of a bitch got shot in the chest. Oh. Prior to a speech. Yes. So, yeah, fuck it. Well, I'm going to just keep talking. I'm going to keep talking and did the speech. The The problem is you would sit and have a beer with him. After that, you would feel so lazy. Because, yeah. you know, he, he's, <laughs> he's writing like three books at the time. He's planning the next speech. I, I want to sit and drink with Teddy Roosevelt because you said that uh, uh, Lincoln is your hero. Teddy Roosevelt, and, and by good, far. And one good. And you, you mentioned the whole uh, shot in the chest thing. Archduke Ferdinand. In Wisconsin, I believe. Yeah, let me tell you about Archduke Ferdinand. Do you know that prior to him getting shot by Gabriela Princep, um, a couple of hours earlier, that he had been uh, a, a intended victim of a bombing? <laughs> and it wasn't successful. And he basically, you know, went to whatever dignitaries or whatever. And, you know, had talked about it and then, you know, the, the kind of the motorcade out. So he was in twice in one day, he was the victim or he yeah. was the attempted victim. Of, yeah. yeah. So, but um, I Look, like that. Teddy Roosevelt, how good. Right. I mean, speak the, softly and carry a big stick. That's a Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> you, and and Dude, you think that guy had asthma, but still was a boxer at whatever college he was at. And his, I believe his first wife and mother died on the same day. He kept a journal. All he did is drew an X on that day. Wow. Yeah. Or as that's... Judge Males would say, I'll give you asthma. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Caddyshack <laughs> reference, Danny. Yep. Ah, where are we at? Where are we at? We should probably that's do... That's what she said. Do we need to take a break? For a second. Let's do a let's do a little break let's for do a, a second. Quick break. Yep. Hold on. Break. One. All right. We are back. We I think we're on our last segment right now. So well, last section. We have got three more segments to go. Oh yeah. Fair enough. Very good. Um so I think we want to start with our what? Uh, famous historical event. event that we want to witness that we would want to witness and, and I think the premise is you know if you could sit in a lawn chair drinking a cooler of beer it might not work perfectly but that that's kind of the, the, the premise yeah can I absolutely. start this one? Oh, you bet of course I would like to sit in my lawn chair with a cooler of beer and sit outside of Lexington and See who fired the first shot mm. of the Revolutionary War. That is I want to sit and watch the battles of Lexington and Concord. Figure out or see who actually shot that first shot. Was it the uh, the Patriots or the Rebels? If you were uh, that a is British, so the British soldiers. Good. Uh, that is really good. And and I I just I want to. Be in that one moment in which That's American history takes this turn and is created. So there I'm at. Boy. I, I don't I don't care about the battle itself. I want to be oh, a very small be very small battle with very, very few casualties, by and, the way. And but minimal yeah. because and, and yeah. it was a um and, and shortly thereafter the, the Battle of Saratoga, it was the um Showing that the American or then American, the Patriot um, uh, armies, militias could battle with the British armies and suffer 
very fairly few losses yeah. compared to what they probably should have. That is fantastic. That's where I'm at. Because right that's, that that was never answered throughout history and will never be answered. No, it'll never be answered. Dean, you can yep. see it happening, right? I mean, these shots could have been fired within a second of each other. Absolutely. They likely were. Yep. So, yeah. That's good. I'm there. Wow. Josh. Ah, all right. So, it, it kind of got covered a little bit beforehand, but I want to watch The Assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, I brought uh, that there's, up. There's some. Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm I'm reminiscing of a, a section like <laughs> half hour ago, which is. And that yeah. was an accident for the the listeners. We're just really knee deep in history. Yeah, and and the reason for that is so that one single act not only started World War One, but it started World War Two as well. Oh. Because you, you, you can't study World War II without studying World War One. And World War One wasn't World War One until World War Two because it was the Great War. Right. <laughs> right. It was Exactly. Right. And and even when you study that event, the, the assassination of Franz Ferdinand is so utterly bizarre. It is it is There are people that dedicate their lives to history and I'm in the one percentile, maybe probably less than the one percentile I'm interested in. That really truly understands the politics and the dynamics behind it. Yeah, yeah, it sparked it to be certain, but it was a powder keg that that would have eventually erupted. It's it, a, it probably yeah, would have, but maybe yet. not in that way. Not in but that it's way. Just, it's the 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 utterly weird way that that like Amazing. played out. Right. It's insane. And like there there was one attempt, and there was like a bomb and a shooting. There was early in the day, and, and and the archduke still walked. Up to the mayor of, I think, Sarajevo is the city they were in. And his quote was so utterly, like, badass. And, Travis, you may know this, but... Uh, I've forgotten it, but when you say it, I'm going to be like, that's it. It's like a nice welcome or something along those lines. It It was, Mr. Mayor, I came here on a visit, and I am greeted with bombs. (laughs) Okay. It is outrageous. So he had yeah. already been bombed. He walked up and still gave his speech. Yeah, as... and and then went off and did his thing. And he changed his mind. Like, well, so remember that that bombing earlier? I should go visit the the victims of that. And on the way back, then he happened to drive right in front of Gabriel Princeps. <laughs> it's like who went? Oh shit! <laughs> now I can shoot the Archduke and and walked up and did it, which sparked a generation of slaughter yeah. doesn't it sound is... like something that should have been like 400 years ago with the i mean i get secret service and protection but it's like my god how did you let that happen a hundred and some years ago it's like it, it just boggles the mind well, right? right and, yeah, and it, any assassination tip now would the the person but, 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 then, but, then, Ken, but then kennedy and... in 1963 has an open oh. top car because he wanted it despite the right. yeah. so yeah. It, i mean it's like whoa yeah and, and oh by the way ronald Reagan was around a whole bunch of people that weren't screened for for handguns. I mean, it's not until the pretty recent history that Secret Service has really yeah. really done the comprehensive job they were allowed yep. to do. And, you know, you you think about you you talk about that. It's like okay, um, everybody knew or at least uh, believed that the, the Japanese, you know, the Imperial Japanese were going to outreach for territory and whatnot, and and Pearl Harbor was viewed as unlikely because of 
you know, the, the, the depth of the harbor and for torpedoes and a and hundred reasons, like, okay, they might hit some of our other areas. But at least at that time, it's like, okay, it's no surprise they attacked us, right? but it's where they did it and when where, they did it. Yes. But but this World War One, it's like, my God, I mean. It, well, and, and that one event sparked two well, world wars. That, that one I mean, event that is... ultimately was was the, the, the king for, you know, 40 million yeah, deaths or exactly. something. It was absolutely crazy. And I, I love I, that. I, I want to see it. I just, I, yeah. it would be great. All right, next. Travis, your event. I haven't done mine yet. Travis's event. Let me take care of this. Travis's event. Mission Control Apollo 13. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. You know, uh... If you haven't seen it, the movie does a decent job. Hollywood fucks it up a little bit like they fuck everything up Shocking. to include Gettysburg and Pearl Harbor and don't get me started. That, that would be, I, it would be a bruise to this, but it's not sports. So don't get me started in Hollywood messes up really, really important historic events. But um, Mission Control, if you really want to see it, um, YouTube failure is not an option. And you get Gene Kranz and others talking about really how that, oh, Oh, by the way, they talk about whole lots of other stuff, and, and Apollo 13 is just, just one of them. But what those folks did was maybe more impressive than anything NASA did in, in its history, and that's not me saying it, that's people that were in mission control. You know, saving Apollo 13 was maybe more impressive than the moon landing. And what they did with the time they had, and you really, really would have to be a long ways away so you weren't interfering with these people. But to watch um, them with three lives, not just three lives in the balance, but but really the Cold War in, 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 the, in, 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 in balance. I, I, I recognize that we'd already been to the... Um, to the moon, two missions before that, and you know, and it would not have had the impact that you know had Apollo 11 not worked. But my God, there's pressure, and then there's pressure, <laughs> and these guys doing what they did, and you see what they did with the very, very, very limited computers, you know, slide rules, and they called it the trench. The first row was the trench, and what they did. There are heroes there. Nobody knows the names, and fuck, I've forgotten. Every one of them except for Gene Kranz, the guy that was in Apollo 13, and he deserves every bit of it. I, I don't know if he's still alive, but whatever. But, uh, yeah, so Mission Control, Apollo 13, oh, ask in so general, cool. any thoughts on that? or No, that I, yeah. I, I don't know a lot about that, but that would be amazing to see that. Yeah. And just to see the the, the sweat. If, and, and, if you and, could, the, and if you could hear the audio, because you, I mean, you'd only understand some of it. I mean, what they're saying through the loops that's recorded. How about the whispered talk that isn't recorded? Right. How about how about some of the administrators? You know, those people that, uh, you know, that uh, yes. Oh so, yeah, when they whisper to each other, like we're fucked or you know, this is. You know, how about the this is real? This is bad. And, yeah. And apparently, the movie did a pretty good job of showing really how they put together the mission and they. Okay, what do they have on the capsule? What do they have to work with? And they, yeah. and they came up with well, this. Well, they're all like peeling through their, their notebooks. Oh, like, you know, it's just, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. All right, let's do a Brewstivus. Brewstivus. What? What is Brewstivus, Travis? Brewstivus is, is the Seinfeld takeoff of Festivus. It's uh, 
the airing of your grievances, only it's uh, sports, so brew, beer, whatever. So if you don't mind, I'll start. It's the wave. I've hated the wave forever. <laughs> I don't know why I haven't brought up the wave before. It might be an unhealthy hatred, one of those things I have. The wave fucking sucks. The wave is for people that don't really understand sports. And the problem is, when the wave is going around, you are the big old douche when you don't stand up, and 99% of people do. The wave interferes with true sports. The wave is for teams that really have fans that maybe have a lot of fans. The wave fucking sucks. I hate it. Justin. Thank you. Uh, I, I, so my Brewstavis uh, sort of uh, ties into Kevin Cash earlier. Uh, my Brewstavis is the use of statistics and nerds in the middle of a baseball game instead of going with the flow nice. and the feel of the game. There will nothing, always be that, Coach, yes. Nothing says don't use matchups and sabermetrics to create your lineup or starting rotation, but for the love of God, God, when the game starts, please use some goddamn common mm. sense. So well said. So well said. Yep. Josh. So my Bruce of this is Marlins Man. Oh, 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 yes! Can I double, triple on that? Please. I'm just saying I agree with you wholeheartedly. I would even... I would uh, love to I would punch him in a, a sack. I would entertain a motion to make uh, Marlins Man a... Douchebag. So it, it was a challenge. Is he the douche of the week or is that my Brucevis? So this guy, oh, hate him. once they traded uh, Giancarlo Stanton and Kristen Yelich and all those guys, he demanded a reduction on his uh, season tickets. You're an idiot. Yep. That's what he did. They I, said, I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Marlins, man, do you know what else he does? What? He He's... wears the fucking orange bright shirt and goes to road games. Yes. And games oh, that... we knew that, yeah. And, and aren't... So for the listener that doesn't know Marlins, man, he also goes to non-Marlins games and wears marlins uh, apparel bright marlins apparel and sit behind home plate yeah, that's because he's got money and he sits there so that's the root of my hatred towards marlins man is yeah. what he does in opposing stadiums so tell me does anybody know his name his background his financial history yep he is a shocking personal injury lawyer no i don't believe it no what? he's, he's too a, he's too good of a man for that he's right. a yes shocking yep that is what he does he's a personal injury Foyer. Yep. Shocking. And he broke with the Marlins because they would not give him a discount on his season tickets. Well, and good and good for them, by the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Maybe they were really deep down, oh, let's get rid of this fuck. Yep. He uh, planned to discontinue his 25-year history of purchasing season tickets. Oh, Ooh, shocking. Due Ooh. to what, 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 Marlins man, because he wears a shirt. How did you Ooh. get the name in the first place? Well, I, I think Marlins man came up when he started showing up at opposing ball clubs wearing Marlins apparel in the high price seats. So he traveled. I, I get he it. He traveled. That's how he became Marlins man. Just such a what a what a what a douche move. And I want to tell you, he's a civil well, lawsuit attorney. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's wonderful. He's so, a personal injury. But let me let me tell you why this is extra bad in my opinion do what you want with the money and power you have but just recognize that the seat you're taking only because you have money or power could be given 
to an old person, maybe a disabled person, maybe a lifelong fan of that fucking team. But you, you goddamn prick, you have to show up there and just because. You have to be the center of attention. Oh, by the way, you wear a color shirt that's unmissable. Yeah. It's not like you wore a white Marlins <laughs> shirt, you fucking prick. Yep. There are good people that if you wanted to be somewhat generous, you're buying those seats, right? Which means people sell them. Sell them and give them to someone in need or a good person. Go fuck yourself. The greatest tweet that I ever saw, he had a buddy for a while who sat down with him. He was in his Marlins gear, and this guy was in one of those M&M's um, oh, NASCAR shirts. Yeah. Okay, so someone took a picture of him when he was uh, at Miller Park. It was what, what, like a Kyle Busch NASCAR M&M's car? Maybe yeah. I don't know. Is that what we're talking about? The L? Oh, okay. okay. So it was Marlins man, M&M's oh, guy, sure. and then front row Amy. Okay, boobies. They they took a picture of all of them. And and the 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 caption on the tweet was two boobs and two boobs. Ah, that ah, is gold. Yes. Who, yes. Who did the caption? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. They deserve some what, sort of uh, award. Yeah, Just but a, they should be on this podcast, and we would crown them king. Because the so if it hasn't been official, I want to make Marlins man a douche, and if I can second that, I will second. I will second that motion. I like that a lot. We need to get his uh, name so we can Let's official. vote. Let's oh. vote. All in favor of Marlon's man being a part of the Douche Hall of Fame, say aye. 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 His name All is host. Lawrence Levy. L-A-U-R-E-N-C-E-L-E-V-I. L-E-A-V-Y. L-E-A-V-Y. Yep. And that old man wears a visor and he often cocks it to the side. So. There's a hundred things wrong with that trip. Five yep. members of our douchebag hall of fame. Could you recite them? Uh, a Rod, Manny Machado, Grayson Allen, Lance Armstrong, Lawrence Levy, the Marlins man. What are we going to do? That let's take just a couple minutes to talk about this since it's it's relatively new. Our criteria. I mean, everybody we've got is is first ballot type of stuff. Sure. Are we going to? I mean, maybe. Are we? Are we gonna? You know. How are we gonna How are we gonna put these people in moving moving forward? I think I think if you're gonna be in the Hall of Fame of douches, it has to be a lifelong commitment to douchery. You have to have Kev. you have to have some sort of um, not one overwhelmingly it's not, it's not shitty one, move. No, it's and not. And, 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 and all five of ours are are gold standard. Yeah, and, but and, I, and honestly, I think we can only induct one per year. Oh boy. I, I disagree so, with that. No, I, I respectfully disagree, disagree with that. Because, because I, th I think just, we have to. I, yeah. I think we have to, as long as we keep the criteria um, stringent, if that means three get in, three get three? in. Oh, I like yeah. three. Well, so, no, I, I don't think it even has to be three. No, I just think we need to be smart about this. We, we need to be able to, amongst our group, say, uh, yeah, okay. no. I, I so. think, yeah, especially since this is a brand new type of Hall of Fame, the right. the ability to induct three members in a podcast is probably okay, given the um, criteria that it takes to be a Hall of Fame douchebag. Okay. Like, right. I, there there are douchebags, and I mentioned Justin Turner today. He is an all time, but he's not he a Hall is, of Famer. He is an all time right now douchebag. Right. Is he a Hall of Fame douchebag? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Lance Lance Armstrong. 
uh, conned a whole bunch of people for a long time. Yeah. He is a career dude. Okay, bag. that's fair. I can. So should we move to? That's what she said. That's what she said. And then Michael let's, uh, Scott. Wrap it up. Hold on, hold said. on, hold on. You want to let uh, Travis yeah, get back yes. from? So I, I'm just gonna he's say probably he's, right now. He's the hammer. He's the hammer. Yes, but he's probably right now dropping my soap behind your behind toilet. my toilet and then asking me to go get it. I I what? put out a tweet this I'm week. I'm sorry. What? Nothing. Don't worry about it. I put out a tweet this yeah, week. Yeah, I uh, I feel pretty good about my. That's what she said. So I would like to bat clean up. Yeah. So uh, I put out a tweet this week for you people that don't follow our Twitter account. I uh, follow it. I saw I it. Found I found a, uh, a newspaper <laughs> article, and it kind of ties into our douchebag Hall of Fame. A Rod goes deep. Wang hurt. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that is the essential premise of our That's What She Said. It is uh, a phrase involved in sports that Michael Scott, given (laughs) his juvenile uh, uh, feelings and premise, he would not be able to hold it in without saying, that's That's what what she said. Or, uh, well, I'm not going to even know that part of this. So that's what she said. I'll start because we'll go around the circle and we'll go... Uh, the, and mine goes to football again. The guard was able to rub his man off on a screen. <laughs> the guard pulls from the opposite side of the line. He was able to rub his man off on the screen. <laughs> That's oh, what she says. That's good. I... <laughs> Myself, I really like it when a batter stands really deep in the box. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. That's what she says. Basketball replay. Look at that dribble between his legs. (laughs) (laughs) I told you. I told you. Homegrown, I tell you, brother. Oh, God. That's what she says? (laughs) (laughs) The triple between legs. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh. That's good stuff. All right. All right, guys. We. we... Thanks, everybody. No, no, no. Hold on. We have to rate the beer. We have to rate the beer. We have to rate the beer this time. Yes. In this episode. Well, this is the um, Three Sheeps Brewing Fresh Coast. Fresh Coast Juicy, juicy Pale Ale. Juicy Pale Ale. Juicy Pale Ale, not Juicy IPA. Juicy no, pale Juicy pale, pale, pale Ale, which was a... Travis, you're rating. Uh, line single. What? Second inning. Uh, well, I'm sorry, that's where, how I feel. Um, yeah, a line single. I, I liked it. Uh Maybe part of it was the 4.8, which is a little lower than I like. And I didn't even, I didn't see the 4.8 on the can up until maybe even an hour ago. So maybe I felt a little bit was was missing there. Um, it's not a bad beer. I could drink a few more, but I'm not going to buy it oh. a, a single. Very good. Josh, go ahead. Um, it, it's a solid double, like almost got out of the park. It's a, it's a good double. I would drink that again. It was good. It I don't flowed think down. We're that terribly far apart. You're not claiming a 
Yeah. Maybe we are. Maybe, you know, I don't know. No, you're right. It, it scraped the wall. It's a double. Oh, okay. Strong double for me. Okay. Liked it a lot. I would like to rate this at the same uh, level that I did the porter, the milkshake or the milkshake malt porter. Oh. It is a solid shot in the gap in which the uh, center fielder... <laughs> solid shot in the gap. You said gap. <laughs> That's what she said. Penis joke in the vagina. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the center fielder tosses it to right. the second baseman and the throw was slightly off and uh, uh, your batter slid into second base for a double. I like it. Uh, it's yeah. not anything special. It's not, uh, it, it, I mean, yeah. it is something that I would drink over uh, regular light beer. If I were going to have 12 beers in a sitting in an afternoon that I wanted to just enjoy some alcoholic beverages, this is a beer that I would go ahead and buy a 12 pack and just keep drinking until I couldn't drink anymore. That being said, I don't think it's anything special, but I, it's a solid everyday drinking beer. Very good. Okay. Uh, any other comments, Brian? You have anything over there? I'd call. <clears throat> I'd call it a session IPA. Hold on a second. Or it's not a session IPA because it's a pale ale, but it definitely is uh, a beer that you could have several of them at one time uh, before switching flavors. You know, maybe to something else or having an old fashioned around all the night. Perfect. You do have that. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Have a good All night. Right. Not a brandy old fashioned, though. <laughs> there you go.